Hey, what's up, world? My name is Sharon. And my name is Desiree. And you're now tuned in to Designed for Sharing Hope. Yes, this podcast focuses on mental health, how it affects us all, and how important it is to understand it. Yep, so sit back, you know, relax, and Mm -hmm. join in on this conversation today. Yes. So here we are, Designed for Sharing Hope. Yes, we are finally here. Um, in case you haven't noticed, the design is an emphasis on the D-E-S-I for Desi, which is my nickname. Yes. And an emphasis on the S-H-A-R part of sharing for? Sharing. <laughs> hey. hey, I like that. Yes, Designed for Sharing Hope. I mean, this podcast is pretty much... Um, uh, a way to spread hope to all suffering from any type of mental health disorder, known and unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do we, before yeah. we get into? Yeah, um, I love that. You know, I was just so lost in that's that fine. because We're just that's, starting this. Yeah, you know, I can't wait for everybody to to be a part of this to to tune in. And speaking of tuning in, you know, do us a favor, really quick. You know, go ahead and get into your Facebook app. Go like us on Facebook for yes. it's designed for sharing hope. Hope. Um, you can spell it exactly how you see it on this podcast. Um, Instagram, follow us, designed for sharing hope, all lowercase. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snapchat, we're going to be D S H D for De- Desiree, <laughs> S for sharing, <laughs> and H for help. Uh, but dsh mental health that's on snapchat and follow our twitter as well dsh mental 2021 so yeah yes i'm excited all right so i guess now that we're here let's just kind of give our audience a little bit about ourselves Mm -hmm. so desiree let's tell you what what who is desiree neal who is desiree neal how old are you girl you ain't, you know, you're not supposed to ask a lady so how old sorry. she is. But I'm a I'm just because you older than me, <coughs> dirty. <coughs> you know what? Let's get back to the podcast. <laughs> I'm 28. Um, I am a veteran. I'm, yeah, amen. amen. Yes, hallelujah. Um, I'm a Christian. Amen. Amen. I am a daughter. I'm a big sister. Yeah. I'm an auntie. Yeah. And I am a person that deals with mental health. Got it. That's what I we're am. looking for. Yeah. I, I deal with anxiety, uh, depression, um, ADD, PTSD. I've dealt with a lot of things. So that is, but that's what makes me me. That's what makes me me. It makes me <clears throat> this normal person with some different traits yeah some different challenges you know all of our struggles are different and that's just what sets me apart so that's who i am but enough about me sharon big sis so my name is sharon helms comer recently married yes she's a wife it's a wife (laughs) (laughs) so yes um about me, I am married with kids. Um, I am the same. I'm a mom. I'm a sister. Um, I'm an auntie. Um, I am a friend. I am a listener. Um, I'm pretty much an all-around person, a down person, um, and someone that will definitely give the truth if asked. 
Period. Um, now, with me, I also suffer from mental health disorder. Mine is pretty much anxiety um, with a little bit of OCD, and the anxiety can sometimes lead to some mild depression. Um, it's, it's what makes me who I am, mm-hmm. and it's something that I've battled with. I believe it hit around maybe my teenage years. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I'd recognized even prior to you know, possibly being diagnosed, I knew that something was kind of just a little bit different with how my mind was. Mm-hmm. But um, that that's, that's like, that's, that's me. And mm-hmm. over time, everybody will learn more about me through the podcast. Facts. We will have our little times when you guys get to see our faces and we do yes. live. I um, can't wait for that. I know, me too. I think hair done. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it, this was going to be it, but... We didn't have time for all. We we yeah, didn't. No, I'm I sorry, you all. I was tired. I didn't want to redo my. But hair. y'all can see our faces on social media on our flyer. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. Um. Next, see, I you talked about you. Yeah. Um. I talked about me. But what is just this pod? What is your goals with this podcast? Man, because um, we did it for we're we're just wanting everybody to know. Our own personal stories, our history. Mm-hmm. Um, so just let everybody know your history with dealing with mental health. Yeah, so... Or how it, I'm sorry, how it affects your like daily life and how you are. Yeah, I mean, it's really all kind of boils down to, you know, past traumas that, as everyone knows, there's a lot of things that you just don't heal from or there's things that takes a little bit more time to heal from than others and that's kind of you know me you know on a self-healing journey while battling you know the disorders that I do have and uh you know just trying to learn how to adapt because Mm -hmm. it is a part of me so Mm -hmm. Instead of this being a small change, this is something that I've accepted that I will live with forever because I feel like this is something, this is a unique. Good word. Yeah, a unique thing that God implanted into me to be able to share hope with others about what they're dealing with and that you can live with this and still, you know, feel normal and feel happy and be at peace with it. Mm-hmm. So, a little bit, um, man, you know, my grandmother passed away back in 2016. Mm-hmm. And that, I would say, is what made the separation anxiety kind of come into okay. play. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, Yeah, she was like my best friend. You know, I've told you that. She was my mm-hmm. best friend. Told her everything. I was so close to her. And when she passed away, it legit felt like a part of my heart, like, Man. just left me. And to this day, I you know, I haven't felt felt anything fill that void. It's something that I'm one of those things that I haven't healed from yet right. and that I'm learning <clears throat> to adapt. Right. So, yeah, that, that brought about a change. And about a month after she passed... Um, I found out that I was pregnant. Wow. And that was my first and today only pregnancy. And um, about a month after I found out I was pregnant and my first, you know, official visits to get the workups and get the sonograms and everything, my baby didn't have a heartbeat. So wow. I found out that I miscarried. Mm-hmm. 
So I was already mentally in a bad space. You know, I was dealing with the loss of my grandmother and then to find out that I'm pregnant, it mm-hmm. kind of gave me like a sense of hope. Yeah. And like, okay, this is God giving me something that he knows is not going to fill that void, mm-hmm. but it's going to replace the loneliness that I feel. And just as quick as I got attached to that, you know, my baby passed. So, that kind of, you know, kicked me down a little further. Mm -hmm. And then, (laughs) I was in a relationship at the time, and I found out that my boyfriend had been cheating on me with uh, a a best friend. Triple, boom, boom, Yes, a lot. It was just, I dealt with a lot. And so, that right there was like, you know, they said the third time's a charm. That really, like, sent me in a downward spiral where I was battling depression. I was battling suicide. I was battling anxiety. I was just experiencing all these emotions, everything, just getting hit and just being piled on me at once. So my coping mechanism was to throw myself into work. Mm -hmm. I have always been a hard worker. You know, like I said, I'm a veteran. I did six years in the Army, and I... I was just so accustomed to always having a couple of jobs. So me diving into work felt normal. But I'm working three and four jobs at this point trying to not think, you know. And, yeah, I just, (laughs) that was back in 2016. You know, a lot of people really don't know that I dealt with that because on the outside, I kept it together. You know, I kept a smile on my face. I was still going out to the bars, speaking to people, dressing up, going out. But most people don't know that was my coping mechanism. I didn't like being at home. I didn't like being at home by myself. I didn't like being left alone because the thoughts that would go through my head were, were dangerous. Yeah. They were dangerous. So, I would say that kind of, you know, I would say, I won't say that's what brought it about, but I'll say that definitely enhanced those feelings. Because like you said, in your teenage years, you dealt with depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I definitely feel like I was dealing with depression from things that had happened to me, you know, my childhood. And um, I gave my mom a hard time. (laughs) (laughs) I did. My teenage years, I was running away. I was like, me and my mom was getting into it. And at the time, I didn't know what I was dealing with. Right. Like, I didn't know what to name it as. But looking back, I can say that I was honestly going through depression. Right. And the fact that now I've been able to pinpoint that. Yes. And me and my mom have talked about it. And everything just kind of makes sense. Like, it feels good to know that that's a phase of my life that I got through and just like I got through that and I was able to evolve into a better person you know the things that I'm still healing from right now I'm gonna get over this so oh I mean I I could get up and do a little dance go on do your little jig you know (laughs) I wish y'all could see her right now no oh my goodness man but no, I feel you on that, like, 100%. Um, definitely with the part of not knowing or um, knowing that something is different inside of you and knowing you're battling it mm-hmm. um, and you're trying to figure out ways to cope with it. Yep. But on And that's all going on on in the inside. Mm-hmm. But on the outside, everybody just sees, you know, you're happy. Mm-hmm. You're doing this, you're doing that. And that just goes for, like, what the commercials and stuff we see or that people post on Facebook where it says you know, this happy face doesn't mean I'm, it doesn't always mean I'm happy. Yeah. Like, or how depression can look, you know, depression looks like this, a person hanging out, a person happy, a person enjoying themselves. Yeah. Um, so now, no, I get that because when, 
like with me, um, you know, me recently speaking with the counselor, I learned that my I with me dealing with anxiety mm-hmm. that a lot of it stemmed from me in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, I went through a few things in high school that did begin to trigger anxiety, like you said, your grandma triggered, or just having those events happen to you triggered mm-hmm. a certain type of anxiety. Um, but not never being diagnosed or not never going to any type of counseling or not seeing a doctor for it, it's like a domino effect. So you just develop a type of anxiety and then you try to figure out ways to deal with it. Um, my ways of dealing with it would be like keeping busy, cleaning. Um, and then what goes along with it is keeping everything in order. Like I feel everything has to be in order. Like that's my way of coping Mm -hmm. so um you know when it comes to everyday life it's like things that will trigger my anxiety will be things that um changes what I deal with which is I am a person that has slight OCD I I say slight OCD because (laughs) the doctor (laughs) did not tell me I did not directly tell me I had OCD but more of told me that I was detail oriented but yeah, I like that word. Yes, detail oriented. I use that on my resume. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> but we know you are. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all haven't worked with Sharon <laughs> briefly. Let me say this real quick. When I tell you, I thought I was the queen of organization. But when I go into Sharon's office, we used to work together. That's our backstory. Met, we met. Yes. We met at work, and I used to go in your office and. <laughs> When I think everything is so dress right, dress in order, and then in the order, she has <laughs> other categories to organize that. Like, she has files in a file organizer. That It was... Go ahead. She kept sauces in her drawers. Organized. Ranches on one side. Barbecue sauce. Now you go <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> and she never took her glass shield down off her desk. Even for me to eat. I would come <laughs> in. That's that. That's when you're dead. I'm dead. COVID's real. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to share that. That when she when she says detail oriented, oh she really is detail oriented. And not just with numbers and words and paper. No, like on a physical side. Man, I swear. it. It's something that... It took a while, but I mean, just to even be honest, it it's something that as I'm doing it, I feel like it has, it's the only way I can think straight. Yeah. It's the only way I can feel calm. Mm-hmm. And I can never, why is it I can only feel calm when I'm, you know, I like to feel that everything is completed, every, mm-hmm. you know, done. I get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. The overwhelm can turn into depression. Then the depression starts to where I don't start straightening up like I do. And then when that hits, that mm-hmm. triggers my anxiety because things aren't in order. You yep. talking about a little, <laughs> Woo. just a glimpse. That's just a. Of what will go on. And yeah. it's like, it'll even be to the point where, um. Say if I come in, I can be sick. Mm -hmm. Okay, matter of fact, when I got, I had COVID. When I had COVID, I had COVID a thousand times. But when I had COVID, (laughs) Mm. um, even being sick, not moving, not wanting to move. If I walk through my house, no, if I walk through my house and I seen things were dirty or (laughs) unorganized, I would be dead sick cleaning. Like, that's just how I don't, I would be nearly like sitting down 
about to pass out and as soon as I feel good again, then I'll get up and finish wiping the table off. When, I mean, a normal person just go and, lo go and lay their butt down. Okay. Like, I'm sick, I'm gonna lay down. I don't give enough care about nothing else. That was me. But me, no, I would, like, it'll trigger anxiety. And that's what, like, you know, just things like that. That's when I realized, like, this this isn't normal. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I should be able to just go and lay down and not care that something yeah. is kind of messed up or dirty. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not it's not even to the point where everything has to, like, everything, there's perfection everywhere. No, but you have, like, a sense of uncomfortableness yeah. when something is un incomplete. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. And then it doesn't, um, it will always bother me. Like, when I start Until projects, it <laughs> it's like, I'm learning to not start a, um, a lot of projects because mm -hmm. what happens is the fact that I I feel like I, like I have to complete the project mm -hmm. but if I start either if I'm sick or things stop it that incomplete project does not stop wandering <laughs> in my head <laughs> that would be me when I was just working uh, at your job um, I was an administrative assistant and Man. I would ask I would ask our boss I would be like can I stay uh, until I get this done? I cannot go home mm -hmm. until this is done. Yep, yep. Like, I think I was sending out packets. I had to create the packets mm -hmm. for the briefings. Mm -hmm. It's in the mouth. Put the labels on them, stamp them, seal it, all that. And I think I had printed off half the paperwork. And I'm like, no, I can't. I can't just leave this here and come back tomorrow. Like, <laughs> And if impossible. I do do that, I would want to come early and then no one gets here early enough to let me in. So, yeah, no. And it's not, and it's weird because it's not normal where, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not normal where, like, while I'm falling asleep, I'm excited to get, I, like, I can't wait to get to work mm -hmm. at a certain time because I want to finish off that last little yes. thing. And then I just know, like, I'm going to feel good. I just feel good yep. when I know things are complete. And that things are going at a good pace, mm -hmm. going uphill. Yep. So, I mean, that's that's what I deal with. The way it affects me on the daily, um, it can tire me out. I mean, I will wear myself. I've been hospitalized for yeah. running myself, like, drained. I, um, I mean, because I just go, go, go. Like, And then when I have things going on in my life, it I just... It takes for somebody to physically stop you. Yeah, it literally would take me getting sick to finally stop me, to sit me down um, and actually rest. Yep. Um, yeah, that, that's... In living with it, I've learned to... Um, understand that it can even like my my dealing with it mm -hmm. can affect people around me yes <clears throat> so that's why I have become more comfortable with being verbal mm -hmm. with letting people know you know I have anxiety with this you know with these certain ways because I want people to know the triggers yes uh, because it, it's real it's like it's not it's not a fake thing. It's not a. It's not a thing Thank that you, you just can you say that again. It's not a fake thing. <laughs> it's not something that I can just control. Like you'd be all right. Is that something thing. you can turn on or you, turn no, off? No, you can't just tell somebody. I wish. <laughs> you, you just can't tell a person dealing with it. Whew. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And then if they start acting out, you're like, "What's wrong with you?" It's because they, I mean, it's an emotional overload with it. your body. Just does stuff, and you physically cannot control mm -mm. when 
And that that's just for that. You know, that's just for anxiety. Yeah, that's just yeah, yeah. for, you know, that's not even touching the surface of oh, other mental yes. health disorders. Yes, like yes. schizophrenia. And, yes. And that, you know, oh, I can't wait till we do an episode. On each. On, yeah, <clears throat> not even that, on each disorder. Yes. Like, so there are literally over 200 types of mental health disorders. Ooh. 200. Well, um, let me, let us clarify. We're not going to do 200 episodes no. individually about them. We no. might put like five. Pair them together? Yeah. Group? Mm-hmm. You know I can do that. I like that. Okay. Yeah. All right, bet. <laughs> so, See, that's what we do. <laughs> that's legit what we do. <laughs> I, I love it. All right, so let's talk about at least a, a brief of the most common. And we want to talk about this because we want everybody to know that we're not only just... This discussion isn't just about us mm-hmm. and the mental health issues that we deal with on a daily, but we also want to know everybody else's um, mental health uh, yes. challenges that they deal with on a daily, too. It's not just anxiety. It's or not even, just PTSD. Yeah, or even not even if it's something that you deal with on a daily, but even if it's something that you struggled with yep. for years and it's something that you're finally healed from. Yep. yep. Like, yep. share, you know, what you dealt with and what you did to overcome that. Because yes. that's the sharing portion of this podcast. Share yep. hope. We want to... You know, we want to put everybody's methods in. We want to yeah, recognize yes, that. We want to, yes. you know, verbalize yep. that. Yep. Because we, who are us two to sit here and say only these these three make the cut for, oh, this is what we're going to use to share. It's like, no, everybody bring your stories we and we're going to share all of y'all's stories. Yeah. Every comment, every email that we're going to be receiving, like, where you're talking about a story, we're going to share that because... Even if it doesn't help this person, it's going to help somebody else that's listening. Everybody's struggles are different, and there are so many different ways that that you can overcome it. And And people need to hear. They do. They need to hear that they're not alone. They're not the only ones that struggle with these certain things. Mm -hmm. Or they're not the only one that have been through these challenges with growing up. They're not the only ones for this. And we're not experts either. So we're we're definitely, we're not, but we're going to have experts on here. Yes. Just because we had, just because we, you know, headed this podcast, we're just opening the door and creating a platform where anyone comes on. If you want to be a guest on the show, let us know. Email. Email us. Let us know. We We're going to have so many different people from so many different walks of life, so many different cultures and ethnicities. Yes, we want everybody. This is not just for women. This is not just for Mm -hmm. African Americans. Mm -hmm. This is not just for mental health Mm -hmm. patients. This is for the families. Yes. This is for our 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 children. Yes. This is for the professionals, right. the workforce that needs to recognize that yes. mental health is real. And wait, workforce. Workforce. O-M-G. I can't. Woo. I mean, it, that now that right there goes real deep. I think we need three episodes for that one. That's gonna be like a whole month. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I mean, we like if you. Jesus Lord, yeah, that mm-hmm. that's gonna be like a whole month. I'm I'm when I tell you I'm excited. This this podcast it means so much to me. This is yeah. my baby. Like yes. this is what I consider Land. to be 
Yes. God implanted that into me. Like he put Jesus in Mary. Okay. (laughs) He implanted this this idea in me. Yes. And no, be real. Not even that. How did it even come across? Because not only did he implant it, but then who came in and all of a sudden it's like (laughs) Mike. Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Listen. Huge shout out to Mike Jones and yes. no, not the rapper. No. <laughs> Two way one three on. three four. What is it? <laughs> uh, three three zero eight zero zero. I don't know. I don't know if that number works, but if it does, y'all let me know. But no, Mike Michael Jones. He is like a big brother to me. He is um, yes. uh, my former coworker. Yes. He's he's a really great guy. He like came to me one day. Kitchen, now we're at work. Yep. I had just written down in my notes, finally, mm-hmm. written it down. It's been an idea in my head, and I've communicated it, but I never wrote it down. And that is the key to manifesting. It's your, you know, your dream is to yes. write it down. Because when you write it down, now you're starting to put things into order. Yes. So I had wrote it down in my notes, and um, it was time stamped and everything. And Mike was like, came from lunch. <laughs> and he came to my desk. He was like, Desiree, he was like, you ever thought about doing a podcast? <laughs> and I was like, yo. <laughs> but not only that, what about, not only was it just podcast. Oh, yeah. A woman's podcast. A woman's podcast. On mental health. On mental health. So I pulled my phone out and I showed him. <laughs> I said, I bet you, you know what? If I look at my notes, I still have it. And I, I showed him. I said, what does this say? And he said, let me see if I can find it. I was like, what does this say? And it said podcast names. Yep. And I put melanin and mental health. Man. The second so. one said girl talk with Desi. Like, I just, I didn't know. But when he brought that to me, I could have cried right then and there. Because if I never doubted that I could hear God. Listen. That very moment showed me like God really He's does listening. He's listen. he's right here. And he really does talk to me. And yep. he talks to me through people. Yes. And Mike asked me, he was like, you know, who do you think you would be able to do a podcast with? And instantly, Sharon. <laughs> what? <laughs> no doubt about it, because I will always be in Sharon's office talking to her, venting to her, crying to her. We we had been, you know, connected and vibed about our shared mental health mm-hmm. um, disorders that we dealt with. And Sharon's been a blessing in my life since I met her. I've only known Sharon a little over a year, and she's <laughs> literally my big sister. Nah, you I are. Play. I love you. Yeah, you're so sweet. Yeah, you Thank can. you, Jesus, for Sharon. <laughs> Sharon, Sharon. Know, okay, right? I'm done. Okay, because I'm so corny. But... <laughs> No, yeah, and so after that, we met, we met over lunch, and Mm -hmm. the rest is history. Like, we did uh, weekly planning. Mm -hmm. Um, I ended up relocating, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it came to a standstill, you know, life. No, no, that was all supposed to happen. You're right. This is all, like, we we were addressed with, you know, whenever there's a blessing coming or yeah. something big or you're about to do something major to change lives. The enemy just. The enemy goes whew. crazy. The enemy try to hit every last one of us dealing with the podcast. Um, it, mm. it Mentally, it attacked every last one mm-hmm. of us. So, 
you know how we are. Ah, oh, we know what this means. <laughs> yeah, I'm fighting on this one. That means we know something big is coming and we're doing something good. So whenever that battle started hitting us, we were we were already aware that it was coming. Mm. So we yeah. prayed, we prayed, we prayed, we prayed and, and pushed. And, and, and pushed. you, you was doing prayed. more praying than pushed. me. You was doing more praying than me. And, and that time where I took that hiatus, mm-hmm. I I was going through so much mentally. And I knew I felt that. You felt you it. Yeah. <laughs> and you weren't the only one praying. My mom, mom was praying. Yeah. My family was praying. Like, And I was just like, okay. All right. And then certain things happen. And mm-hmm. I heard God, like, clear as day. Like, yep. get back to it. And I... I, I want to say, was was it late at night one day or was it yeah. just a random it day? Was a I just hit boom. you and Micah. Yeah. Like, okay, listen. So, about this podcast. You ain't stop and I have <laughs> Yes. Like, Sharon had to tell me, like, okay, that's right. You need to be mindful of the hour you touch. And I'm like, listen, I'm sorry because you know me when I get in my zone. Like, but I don't see I a found, time. No, but or, I found it so funny and yeah. cool because. You know, I'm just like, dude, I know how you are. That means you pump. Let's go. <laughs> I was the adrenaline. Yes, that's the word for yes. it. I mean, motivation. <laughs> yes, God, you, you definitely put that motivation in me because I, I did ask him when I finally like broke down. I was like, I need to pray. And mm-hmm. I took myself on a long drive and I was just talking to him. But I'm just like, okay, I need the motivation because yep. I don't have the motivation right now. Mm-hmm. I don't have the motivation physically, mentally, emotionally. I was drained. But the enemy wanted that. The yep. enemy wanted your whole mind off of it. It wanted to drain and pull everything away. Yep. Um, but that's one thing that, I mean, we do as well is mm-hmm. we're definitely some prayers. Yeah. Um, we will, as we're on here, we don't push anybody to pick or choose a religion but we're just we're going to be ourselves on here just a heads up um in a spiritual way so just a heads up on that um Mm -hmm. man but if we even if we stem back to when we talk about the the mental health and thank you i love you too you know we 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 sisters i know we serious (laughs) you can't get rid of me (laughs) (laughs) so i mean if we come back to it when we were discussing um, just how many mental health disorders, if we go and think about the most common, mm-hmm. um, you know, we want everybody that even deals with these type of things. Like we want to hear stories we have. Um, when I looked it up, I, I seen that the most common was clinical depression. Yes. Um, and that's number one, just, you know, which is, you know, we can definitely see that in the world right now. Yes. Um, especially with COVID. Yes. Anxiety, bipolar disorder. Dementia, um, ADHD, schizophrenia, OCD, autism, PTSD, psychotic disorders. With psychotic disorders, you're dealing with bulimia. Mm-hmm. Um, you're dealing with um, other, it's like just a lot now that psychotic. Like self-loathing falls, disorders. Falls under a lot. There's a lot that falls under that. So um, it's, it's, it's tons with, um, even if we break it down to. Even gluttony. Oh, yes. Yep. Just like gluttony is the, to me, it's the opposite of bulimia. Mm -hmm. Yep, you're correct. And that's a mental disorder. You are absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. And that is really more common than you are absolutely than, correct than most realize especially I, and i love that it's at the top of that list and yep. and they would bring light to to bulimia because that is that's a 
that's man that's what a lot of models deal yep. with oh heck yeah i mean it <clears throat> it's crazy even just how much mental health is in how we perceive as oh, like man. the you know uppity yes you know um when it comes to a lot of uh actors mm -hmm. when it comes to athletes when yep. it comes to people that um are in pageants when it comes to the olympics i mean yeah. there's so many different names. or even um the the most recent simone like her step back yes you know regarding mental mm -hmm. like that's big right there and she received so much criticism from news outlets and and mm -hmm. and people with platforms such as ours like they were really tearing her apart and that showed me like People really don't understand. They don't. They, the, they almost think it's just a person <clears throat> is just crazy. They're exactly. just tripping. Yep. They're acting out or they're being a brat or they're, you know, no. It's really a problem. Just like you, if, okay, say I, um, let's see, what is it? Diabetes. Man. You know, so a person that deals with uh, diabetes, they need to take insulin to help regulate their sugar levels mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um so like we say they take they take it to help regulate sugar levels mm -hmm. so you can your body can um function properly yes okay or as close to properly as, as they can, can get, get it correct look at the brain it's an organ too yep um there's chemical imbalances is a real thing Ooh. so it's sometimes your brain cannot input or output the correct amount of mm -hmm. different chemicals, which causes your brain and parts of your brain not to function like the next person. So people need medicine as yes. well as counseling mm -hmm. to help be able to understand. The counseling is to help understand it. Yes. The medicine is to help balance it. Yes. So once you put those together... That's a sounds like a heck of a cure to me. It it sounds like there's I mean if you have it it sounds like it's not just a crazy thing. It's not. It's it is an actual disorder, just yes. the same as if a person has diabetes. And just as if even like uh, ovarian cancer. Mm -hmm. You know, my grandma had ovarian cancer. She was diagnosed in stage four, but it developed out of nowhere my mm -hmm. grandmother wasn't a drinker or smoker or my grandma was a very healthy woman i mean she had diabetes but to this day like you know we don't know what caused her to get cancer and how she was able to go through four stages Man. unbeknownst to us unbeknownst to her and and develop that but they, that's why they chemo came in to kind of try to rid it of mm -hmm. it. There's still no cure for cancer. But chemo is supposed to kind of help, uh, what's the word, kind of? Uh, chemo, no, chemo will help kill them off, kill off some of the. Um, kill off the cells, <coughs> but it yeah. won't take it away correct, completely. Correct, correct, like you correct. go into remission mm -hmm. and it, it'll dead it for a short period of time. But right. it, it, it came back, it, right. you know, and some people can live in remission for years. Some people live in remission for a short time, and that's what it was. So my grandmother, it, it left for a little bit, and then it came back full force. But that's exactly how, like, the brain works. The chemo for cancer so is supposed to dead it mm -hmm. for uh, a period of time. 
it's supposed to clean out the body. When you look at mental the mental health part, you look, like you mentioned, the mm-hmm. brain. When you take when your brain's not functioning because your brain talks to every part of your body, it yep, tells your yep, heart yep. to beat, it tells your <clears throat> arm to move, it tells mm-hmm. your finger to move, it tells your skin to get goosebumps when you're yep. cold. Like your brain tells mm-hmm. you to do that. So when there's when there's a chemical imbalance, yep. it, it 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 causes your your brain to not function 100% properly. Yep. So that's why you're giving medicine. Medicine is supposed to regulate. It's supposed to help dead that imbalance. Mm-hmm. Does it fully cure it? No. But it long a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. That's why you have to take it every day. Because that one pill, that one dosage only mm-hmm. lasts for 24 hours or 12 hours however often you're supposed to take your medicine that's how often this medicine works for it's just the same as the brain and having mental health as in a person dealing with cancer Mm -hmm. or diabetes that they have to take a medicine to daily a lot of times um to most of the times daily um or multiple times a day yeah to help regulate something Mm -hmm. so the whole point is mental health is not a crazy thing. Thank you. Mental health is not something that is just made up. Um, just because the word is mental does not mean it's like, oh, you're it just... It sounds so derogatory. Yeah, like they need to give it a different name or something. Yes. Like it's, it's they, They've placed so much of a bad thing on it. That when people hear mental health, they cringe. Yeah, and they, they automatically don't want to accept it. They don't want to... Like I get from the spiritual side how, you know, we were taught like... You know, don't accept those things because the power of life and death is in the tongue. And I get that. Mm -hmm. But also understand Mm -hmm. that you can't make up being chemically unbalanced in your mind. That is not... Honestly, if you fake a, a mental disorder... You have a mental disorder. Yep. Because that's not normal. <laughs> You're right about that. So, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. honestly, I don't really feel like you can fake that. Just like how narcissists are able to be this person that can just make you believe anything. Right. That's a chemical imbalance because that is not. It's not normal. Yeah. It's, a, it's what they call like a psychotic type disorder. Yes. That's and that is a yep. psych- And that mm-hmm. is a. Yeah. That is a mental health disorder. Being narcissistic. And then when we talk like. When it comes to men, women, and children, yeah, um, with disorders, mental disorders, I was just sitting there looking at some of our notes. Um, men, they mostly deal with anxiety. What they, what, what the, what Google says, yeah. Um, men mostly deal with anxiety and OCD. Um, I don't believe the OCD part. I'll be honest with you. I don't understand that, but I can... I Actually, we're going to switch that to ADHD. Yeah. So, we're going to make a mental note, guys, even though Google said it was... I mean, in a sense, I, I can get it. Maybe, like, in older men, OCD, okay. I can see that. But in young men, no. ADHD. And once again, we're not speaking... Like, I, I do, I do want to clarify this. Yeah. We're not... It's like... <clears throat> this is from our own personal experiences. Yeah. Like, this is just how Our I opinions. feel. When yes. when I speak of and saying anxiety, I'm not speaking it on me. It's more of giving what I go through a name. Yes. Um, because I can all, like, it's, we're given wisdom and knowledge mm-hmm. for a reason. Um, 
there is also an understanding that, um, you know, there's free will. Therefore, there are things that we experience that cause things and problems. And, you know, so it's we know that <clears throat> we're not speaking this on people or yeah, saying yeah, yeah. like, you know, yes, all men have this disorder or anything like that. And we're but, not even telling you to diagnose yourself. Yes, not not trying to diagnose or anything like that, but more of know that. What you're going, if you consistently go through something and it's a battle you go with every single day and you have people telling you the same mm -hmm. thing, like, hey, you need to work on this or, hey, you have this or, hey, you have that. You know, it's sometimes you might have to look back and find out what you have going on or and see if it's a type of disorder that you can't control. That's all. Yep, I agree. I definitely agree. You know, and this is this is to also start that conversation like if. You know, you got a loved one that's dealing with with some of these things that you hear, like some of these examples that we've given. And you got somebody in your life and th these these examples are make you think like, you know, they deal with that mm -hmm. and they're really not open or they don't really talk about it or vocalize. Mm -hmm. This could be something that they're dealing with. And it also kind of gives you for, you know, my spiritual family, this also kind of gives you something to start praying for. Like, yes. if, you're, if you identify. Yep. Yes, yeah, there you go. Yeah, if you identify with what we're saying and you someone automatically comes to, to thought, you know, this is to let you know, like, this is a possibility. So now you know what you need to start praying about. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, start a conversation like, let's talk. Or if you have a child. Like mm -hmm. you, you mentioned, and me and the most the the most common is we well we change to ADHD yes. <laughs> and anxiety because I definitely believe the anxiety. But children, children, children. Okay. Look, I don't have a child, but me personally and my and growing up with my siblings, like I know for a fact that my little baby brother. He, he, you know, he dealt with AD, ADHD growing mm -hmm. up. Like, yep. he, he's like me. We can't sit still for long. Like, even doing this podcast, like, I'm sitting yep. here looking at, checking my phone. Yep. Picking up my empty cup of water because I'm, I'm thirsty. Like, <laughs> you know, but it's like, we can't sit still. And, mm -hmm. like, in conversation, we can't stay on one topic yep. for too yes. long. We have to shift it around. Yes. So, but that's, but that's like with kids. So, it's like. And he, when I started identifying that with him, before I even knew what it was, right. I'm like, oh, he, he don't get, he can't pay attention. Like, Something right. <laughs> yeah, we were, I think I was a teenager and he was a little bit younger. And, um, you know what? I think my mom, yeah, my mom did, you know, uh, kids take, call it bad. Or yeah. no, we started on they bad. No, my mom, day. my mom, I think a teacher tried to tell my mom, like, your son has ADHD. And I believe it upset my mom. And she was like, how are you going to diagnose my child? Like. You're not a doctor. Right. You know, and me and I, as he got older, we started to look and it's like, yeah, you know, and he, he's per he's normal to mm -hmm. me. It's just, that's just something that he deals with. Like, yep. I understand, okay, we can't go sit, me and my little brother can't go watch a movie together because we go, both going to be on the phone <laughs> the whole time, you know. <laughs> but like, even with little kids, like something that I've, I've seen in other children, like, I don't mm -hmm. think they're bad. I think children deal with cases of depression listen there's a oh jesus lord take the will um mm. children when we're speaking about children you already know how i feel about children yeah um when we speak of children you're a mother you say what you're a yes mother. i am a mother um with a 20 year old and a two-year-old and don't look like it jesus lord <laughs> thank you okay i need your skin regimen oh yeah <laughs> so <laughs> 
children um there's one of my that's something guys always put on my heart was children and then you know recognizing and seeing the you know things that can really alter a child as they get older and enter the life and mm -hmm. a lot of times us parents don't even realize we're causing them certain things upon those children mm -hmm. um but the most common issues that they say are with children adhd um anxiety and depression yeah and I know back in the day, the olders would say, um, you know, kids can't be stressed. Um, oh, yeah. You know, kids can't be, they can't be depressed. No they can't be sad. Or if they see their kid acting sad, you know, they go off on them. Or what's wrong mm -hmm. with you? You got an attitude, get in your room. Um, it's, it's crazy because I think it's something that really definitely needs to be recognized yeah. these days. Is not just ignoring or giving your ch just saying your child is bad or whooping them or mm -hmm. um, getting frustrated with them when get frustrated at them being frustrated and they're literally a child going through something and they don't understand it and that um, causes anxiety. Yes, and you and and parents need to actually pay attention to these reoccurring things. I mean, kids, toddlers, kids, they're going to be crazy, but. Mm -hmm. When it's uh, you start to know, you know, parents really need to start to notice when there's a pattern with something, mm -hmm. um, when there is a, uh, you know, when it's just a, a definite pattern. Yeah. Um, stop thinking that, you know, you don't want to take your kid to a doctor to be diagnosed. Everybody just wants to, you know, no, it's good to actually speak to a doctor, speak to someone and find out if you definitely know and recognize that something mm -hmm. is off. Don't always push it off, yeah. you know, to be nothing. And disclaimer, all mental health disorders does not require medication nope. to be re to nope, be not at all. regulated. Mm -hmm. It does not. So I'm just a lot counseling. takes counseling, prayer, yep. um, finding different outlets. Yeah, yes, changing habits. Changing habits, different outlets. You know, some people, you know, they smoke, you know, yep. weed. Yep, yep. Some people drink. Mm -hmm. You know, me personally, I'll never judge how a person handles what they're dealing with. I'll only pray. I will pray. But I won't ever judge because no. I've been there. I've Man. done that. I've tried so many different outlets, so many different things to try to help with my mental health and help me deal with it. And it's it's all about trial and error. Like you just have to find what's best for you. Yep. And that's a part of this podcast is yes. listening to different stories, listening to different results listening to yep. different outcomes and figuring out what works best for you because I can't tell you what works best for you. Correct. I can't tell Sharon what works best for her. You can't tell me what works best for me. Like, mm -hmm. you only know by trying it and seeing how it makes you feel. Yep, 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 yep. So for me, one of my outlets, dealing with my anxiety, one of my outlets is writing. Love to write. And I know I'm in a deep depression when I can't write. Like, some people call it writer's block. I call it depression because if I can't write in my depression, like, if I can't write and I'm so low, I'm depressed. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, that's I me. Like, do. I know if I'm depressed. That's one of my things. I know I'm depressed. And my mom knows I'm depressed. Like, when I keep, when, I, when she would come, <laughs> when she would come down and visit me, I used to live on the floor underneath my mom. She'd come down and visit my apartment and my apartment. Is a disaster. Yep. That's She's a sign. Like, you're depressed. 
That's how it is when it comes to my daughter. She, boy, I swear, she always, Mom, you just know everything. You always know. She don't even have to tell me anything, and I just know it. It's like, because, but I'm in tune with her. You know, that's what's important with parents, to be in tune with your children. That's so scary, man. So, yeah, I was in tune with her, and I'll just know. I always knew when she would be hitting a point, you know, in which she, there was something, you know, mm-hmm. going on. So, um Man, this this is this is really gonna be a big thing, Desiree. I feel I that can't it is. Wait. We... I feel that it is. Yeah. Because it's it's something that needs it's even with people within my age range, people within your age range, right now just in the world period. Younger um, and older. Younger and older. It is something that really needs to be addressed mm-hmm. um across the board. We all have to understand that um be more aware and be more um, understanding with people that deal with these different disorders. Um, be patient, at least learn some type of patience because these are your family members. These are your brothers, your sisters, your aunties, your yeah. uncles, your cousins, your mom, your dad, your children um, that are dealing with these things. Mm-hmm. And the best thing, honestly, is for patience and then to listen. Yes. Um, and to understand that's all that's needed to to help on your end mm-hmm. um and then you, you know, know just like a challenge you say what that actually sounds like a challenge like mm-hmm. i want to challenge like all the listeners mm-hmm. and even myself because even though i deal with mental health issues and i say issues i need to you know start using disorder yeah but even though i deal with mental health disorder when I think of mental health, like some, even though I'm open about it, sometimes I kind of get a little cringy yep, when I'm yep. using it. Mm-hmm. You know, in my head, I feel cringy. So I want to challenge everybody to adapt the mindset that mental a mental health disorder is like having a body disorder. Mm-hmm. Like, look like at it like that. Wrong. The same way you view someone with diabetes view that view mental health like that so when you see that person so pretty much you're saying that when you see say individual walk your cousin walks in Mm -hmm. and you know your cousin is schizophrenic Mm -hmm. can you change your mind setting to understand that that's just the same if if it's schizophrenic that it's just the same of your other cousin that has diabetes let's just say it's extreme diet like have that same concern like they're in Mm -hmm. stage four cancer Mm -hmm. or that they are, you know, having that same understanding that yes. don't don't look at them like crazy or yeah. don't stop and understand. Can you imagine mm-hmm. if I like, man, if I had schizophrenia to have, you know, thinking me, I would freaking freak out if I have somebody next to me. Yeah. Because my brain is telling me somebody is next to me. Exactly. And that's or because my that's brain what is people you've been conditioned are, you know, to believe. Yeah. So then you have the, uh, you know, the brain is, is triggering that you're speaking to somebody. Yeah. Um, when that audio is not even there on the outside. But this is all going on inside the head. So then that person is confused because they don't know reality from what they have going yeah. on in their head. When they're not medicated. What the heck? But at the same time, can you imagine how fearful it can be? Yeah. Can you imagine is they don't want to be like that. Facts. So can you imagine how they get looked at on a, on a daily basis? Or how they even feel about themselves. Yeah. So putting all this together, 
I'm just um, challenging you all to to look at it, look at it without negativity. Yeah. yeah, take away the negative aspect that you have of mental health and replace that with something positive, or replace that with the viewpoint that this is the same thing as a person that has a a body deformity or or has a, a illness. This is somebody that has a lifetime worth of COVID. Yeah, they're sick. You know, they're they're just sick. And we've all been sick before. We've had allergies. We've had flus. We've had, I had COVID, you had COVID. So that's how we just want to look at it like they're sick and they just need help. Yep. That's all. Like, just don't, don't view it negatively. And don't be ashamed. That's, and that's what I want to share. I want... I want you to share mm-hmm. something with them that they can take away from this. But that's my challenge. Like, that, that's, I want to challenge everybody. And I'm going to even challenge myself. Yep. So, for the next episode, instead of me saying mental health issues, I'm going to challenge myself to say a mental health disorder. Right. Because a mental health disorder is not an issue. Correct. It's not. It's not. It's not at all. So, but what would, you know, what would be, what what's something that you want, you know, the viewers to take away from this this. what do you want to share with them personally um what i want to say or challenge everybody is to actually stop and think about self think about if there has been something that everybody has said to you if there has been always a reoccurring issue but you never want to admit to it um Take the time out and understand self and figure self out. Um, Not be ashamed of going to get help if you feel that you need it. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't want to tell your peers because you don't want to be embarrassed. At first, make the first steps, you know, going to yourself and possibly going to your doctor Mm -hmm. um, and saying, hey, I have these things going on or these things going on in my mind or I feel like something about me is different because everybody says this or everybody always says I'm doing this or I'm always like this Mm -hmm. um so my challenge is or I want people to take from this to um take the time to just think about self and address self I love that I love that sitting here thinking like there's so many different topics that we've written down that we want to cover for the next couple episodes but i just felt led to say that next week or our next episode Mm -hmm. we should talk about how your childhood trauma oh is yeah a key factor in your current mental health state oh i'm on that i can't wait oh i can't I and I okay. want you to spear. I want uh-huh. you to spearhead this. Like I want you to spearhead this. Like no, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna do as much talking. This is a podcast. Yes, we both do a lot of banter, but Sharon's so freaking wise. Like and you know, I talk to her about certain things, and I want her to be able to share with you guys a lot of the things that she shared with me, especially as it relates to childhood trauma, because yes. Sharon has grew up in things yeah you know she grew up in a household where she said you know she witnessed mental had, disorders yeah i had mom and dad <clears throat> mom and dad in household uh you know which is something that I definitely never take for granted yeah you know blessed to have that but my mom and she will have her on here but she dealt with um bipolar disorder and 
when you're a kid, you don't, you know, it's kind of hard to understand. I would see mom, you know, where she literally is rearranging the whole house. Um, She is cleaning the whole house. She is on a happy high. Mm -hmm. She has cut her hair and changed it. You know, she is. And then all of a sudden, like that lasts for maybe three weeks or so. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden mom is in a room and mom doesn't come out her room. Mm -hmm. Um, Mom will get mad if the house is dirty. Mom is not in a you know, a happy place right now. Mm-hmm. So at first when you're a kid, you're just like, uh, you know, because I'll go in, mom would just have, hey, mom. And then it's just like, she don't want to be bothered. I'm like, you know, it was confusing. Mm-hmm. But as it wasn't until once I got older, you know, then I understood, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know, but what's weird is as a kid, just me, even as a kid, I began to recognize some type of pattern. Yep. And so literally I always knew like to ask mom all the questions I want when she was yep. up here or if there's anything that I wanted because yep. <laughs> she, when she was on the high part of it, mm-hmm. but then when she was on the low part of it, I knew to keep the house clean. I knew to keep, you know, keep away from her and let her be until, you know, I would slowly see her come out of it and start, you know, it was just like, I, I just, that's all I remember seeing that pattern. So <clears throat> then it's kind of transition now into adulthood to where you because you recognize that like it kind of helps you to do things a little bit differently, mm-hmm. yep. treat your mental health. It makes me pay attention better. That, yeah, yeah. To Even pay attention to with my with your mental. daughter. Yeah. With your friends. Yeah. Like it, it that affected you. And that's why I say like childhood trauma. It doesn't always negatively affect Correct. you mentally because it can affect you positively mm-hmm. you know as well i recognize it was something that i recognized like yeah. i don't feel a lot uh because i like i don't feel any anger towards yeah, my mom yeah, regarding no. those ups and downs i just knew something was different yeah you know and that's not something she could control no she didn't know she could not control that and but it's crazy it's weird how I would recognize but I wouldn't be mad at her yeah you know because I knew something just was off but then I just knew how to be in those situations yeah um so it allowed me to grow up and under really understand Mm -hmm. mental health you know I have a half brother that deals with schizophrenia Mm -hmm. um I had done a project on schizophrenia I actually did do a lot of psychology classes in I did in in high school and in college because something about it just intrigued me. Something about the mind. So I noticed like with my brother, it's weird because I even foreseen like, you know, this as he began to make changes in his life, like something's Mm -hmm. happening with him. You know, I began to notice it and it's not even and this is something that people need to understand. Don't talk about the person. Okay. I never freaking talk about my, I never talked about my brother. It was more of, I see something happening with him. Mm -hmm. Um, So then it goes to prayer to asking, Hey, I think we need to get help. I think this is maybe going on with them. Something's going on with brother. Um, You know, it's where, when can we finally (laughs) as friends, family and all that, rather than talk about, yeah. Why does it got to be a talk of a negative and not talk of let's get this person some help? And why or why do why does people ha- why do people have to be fearful? Yeah. To start the conversation about Correct. it. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So no, you're you're right on. I'll be ready to to lead in when Me? it comes to that because I mean I can't wait. I've just lived out situations too where I've seen mm-hmm. children grow up and I knew what the children went through and then mm-hmm. seen the outcome. You know, so yeah, I'm definitely ready for it. I can't wait. I, I um, 
that's going to be a really good episode next episode listening about that because like you have those I have mine and you know they really kind of help develop us to who we are today our mindsets towards why we're able to even sit down and do this podcast Mm -hmm. why we're no longer fearful to speak out on it and and that's really ultimately what this podcast is all about you know we want to share that hope with you that's what we were designed to do because of our past traumas Mm -hmm. um our current you know mindsets our mental health history like we were uniquely designed you know to share Mm-hmm. that with each other with the world so you can take something from us but we can learn something from you all yeah. too so please share your stories share yes. your experiences um if you don't want it to be publicly known let us know and just send it through and we email. will be respectful of that and in we'll the be email respectful of- but they don't go to hell either mm-hmm. so they're just stuck in between mm-hmm. and like it's just a world where everybody is literally just they're fighting each other they're they're it's just free because there's no one there you have people that team up together and they're fighting just to defend their like their area people team up together but it's just like and it's kind of like a foresty area like that it's just like a whole world just war like just woods just straight woods i want to watch that and i don't like i don't really watch movies for real but i will watch that and i feel like that would be really intriguing i know i watched Mm -hmm. it a few times with her while she was um they bring in everyone her hair and Mm -hmm. she'll be watching Mm -hmm. lilith like they bring in Lilith and no, that's um. Well, they do take Lucifer. You, they have Lilith and stuff like that in there, but yeah. Lilith is more present in Lucifer. Yeah, Lucifer is a good one too. That's a good show. I too. had a question I want to ask. I think I want to ask it on the podcast as an icebreaker for us. <laughs> oh, <she's laughs> Dang it! <laughs> so now we gotta sit here and wonder what the freaking question <laughs> is. <laughs> fun though it's fun it's gonna be a fun question and i honestly i think that we should do that too every episode do like do yep do like an icebreaker like if you know yep yep i'm i'm with so i go okay and then we said what that's okay well welcome back welcome back guys welcome back once again it's desi and sharon and this is (laughs) designed for oh. sharing hope yes Hallelujah. okay cool <laughs> so man we're back here guys with you and first off we want to say thank you thank you for the outreach thank you for people sharing thank you for people liking people hearting because we are here just to really bring awareness to what's really going on in the world and yes. how Change the only way change can start if it starts within yourself and at home, mm-hmm. which all folds into a person's mental health. Yep. Um, so I know we did talk about, yeah, last week we definitely um felt led to move in the direction of talking about um childhood um traumas and how that can affect your current state of mind, your current mental health status. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? That that's what God led us to to talk about. And then God led us in another direction. Um, over this mm-hmm. last week, um, depression and suicide. Yes, is something that you know God placed on my heart personally. He placed on Sharon's heart. Yes. And um, when we connected, uh, we actually hadn't even talked in a couple of days. Mm-mm. We connected, and it was, you sent the message like, "Hey, I think we should." And I'm like, "Dude, you took the words right out of my exactly. mouth." Like, this is something. <laughs> it's, it's, 
it's ridiculous it's sad it's scary because it's right here in front of our faces yeah. it's right here in our homes when it comes to depression it's really real right now mm-hmm. um i mean it's really it's been something but i think we all see that after covid something changed yeah something changed in this world and it has made there is a a a big effect um on people when it comes to their mental health yeah depression has hit one of the highest i've ever seen Mm -hmm. um and i think everybody can agree that it is really time to really start talking about it yeah and getting the word out because it's no more it there's no more hiding stuff like it we're out we need to help Yep. People need the help. Yep. They need it. They do. And you know what? Before we even get deep into this, we have two special guests with us today. Yes, we do. We have hey. Miss Cheyenne. Say hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> Introduce your... T- tell them a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm 20, pretty young, but I have had a lot that has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Sharon here, but I call her Ma. Mm-hmm. Through her daughter, who I've known since kindergarten. Um, got disconnected for a few years through high school, <laughs> but met back up in college. Mm-hmm. And I know Desiree here through, you know, Sharon. And it's like a light, you know, she oh. saw. <laughs> Ma told me a lot about her when <laughs> she first came around. And, you know, it's it's just like a lot of love there. Oh, yes, yeah. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, y'all. She is an adopted sister of mine. I have adopted her as my little sister. She's my daughter. <laughs> yes, my daughter. I didn't birth. Yes, <laughs> all of us are your daughters. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of daughters, we have your biological daughter. Hey, stink, stink. Hi, mom. <laughs> also 20 years old um i am i don't know i don't know what to talk about you know i gotta say real quick when you said that your mom looked off in a space like i wonder how i can't remember how i was when i was that age what was i doing i did have a i did have a whole like i did a whole glimpse of behind like when she said 20 i had to go back like I started remembering she was 19, 18, 17, 16, 14, 13, 12, 11. See, I told you. I'm sorry. But that was funny. I'm like, she just reminisced. I really did. But yes, tell us about you. Um, I am a college student, but I'm currently yeah. taking a year off. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm wrong with that. I'm working full time. I am, I don't know. You're a dog mom. I am a dog mom, and I am a proud dog mom. I want dog. <laughs> yes, you're a dog mom. I do to a Yorkie poo. His name is Bailey. Bailey. Yes. <laughs> yes, Bailey is so sweet. Bailey, Bailey, <laughs> Bailey Hayes Helms. Yes, Bailey Hayes Helms. Bailey middle name. Hayes. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna start calling Hayes. Get off. Okay. <laughs> He's so probably gonna do the headcock. Like what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you talking, talking to? Talking? Exactly. <laughs> But yes, so we have these special two young ladies here with us today because, like we said, we're covering depression and suicide um, topics for this episode and the next several episodes. This is part one, 
And, mm-hmm. you know, these two young ladies um, were brave enough to come onto the podcast with us and talk about their own experiences, um, you know, with mental health as it relates to depression. So, without further ado... Oh, first, yeah. let's let them know how to, um, like, our website, our, our Oh, our yes, we definitely got to throw that our, in there. Our, yeah. Yes, because it cut me off last time. <laughs> <laughs> we are still learning, guys. But, yes, so, um, we're on Facebook, Designed for Sharing Hope. The D-E-S-I in Design is capitalized. The S-H-A-R in Sharing is capitalized. Um, but you can also go to our pages and click the link. Um, if you're friends with us, we have it pinned. So that's Facebook, Instagram, Design for Sharing Hope, Twitter, DSH Mental Health 2021 or Mental 2021. It's all posted. Yes. Um, but we'll definitely make sure um, we start posting that in the bio as well. And so. please, please, guys, send us any type of request of topics. Yes. Send us um, your stories, your experiences. Um, if we are, you know, if there's things that you want us to elaborate on, just please reach out to us because we are here to help. Yes, and you can send those stories at designedforsharinghope at gmail.com. Yes, so today, 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 Mm -hmm. um, it's, we are realizing that the big, the the big thing is actually the ages of Sheree and Cheyenne. Um, the ages that that's like a transition period for a child. Yeah. And I mean, not a, yeah, you're going from a child (laughs) to an adult Mm -hmm. and that if you, if you are not prepared, even if you are prepared, (laughs) that's life hits you in the face immediately once you realize your own (laughs) responsibilities. So, and I'm like, you didn't have to do me like that. She just walk in and start talking. Mom. I need help. I'm my nails. Mom, I really do. I need help budgeting. I'm like, Shree, hold on, calm down. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. You were on the phone. All I hear is she goes in, she says, Mom, I have a problem. Like, uh oh, shut the door. She's like, Mom, I'm starting to cry now. I said we'll get we'll that's fine. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. I said we'll start with this, this, and this. Yes. Chill out. <laughs> go lay down. <laughs> go to sleep feeling good. Let uh, mama go help me. Uh, <laughs> I got this together. Get it tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> you have a good night, rest that night. Wake up. Good morning. Man, so yes, that, that transition period is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And now it with this once again with whatever COVID brought. It has made this transition a lot difficult Mm -hmm. for this generation, difficult Mm -hmm. more than us. So as adults, so adults, parents, we're reaching out to you right now Mm -hmm. to listen in and tune in because these are your children. These are our children. 
and it's happening for real it's happening in our households it's happening it's our next it's our next door neighbor it's the person to the left of you the right of you in front of you and back of you it's the person that you're in front of their face every single day um so please listen in because it it just gets real so i mean my personal experiences it's been a lot but to only think about what these this generation is going through yeah yeah, let let them tell you because it's yeah. Parents, it's time to listen. Yep. All mm-hmm. right, who wants to leave? Well, I I was <laughs> thinking when you were talking about the transition period. Yes. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there's like we're all realizing our responsibilities as adults in the world. We have to pay our bills. We have to get our housing. You know, and personally, I have been prepared for that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like I've been. I've been, like, since 16, I would, like, work to the bone, you know. Um, I didn't grow up with very, you know, nurturing parents. Mm -hmm. And so that was my goal was get my money, get my bills, get all that, and get out. I was prepared for that. And that it slapped me in the face a bit, but it it wasn't too hard. I think what people also need to realize at the same time there's that transition, there comes a moment in, like, your early 20s in that transition, every mental health problem every you guys mm-hmm. talk about yeah. you know the childhood mm-hmm. trauma and all that all like that that's gonna once. hit you in the face at the same time mm-hmm. you know and if you don't have the support or the mm-hmm. information the knowledge yep. to even conquer that you know because I did it and that like that knocked me down hard like yeah. mm-hmm. it knocked me from everything I ever knew it knocked me down hard and thankfully I had these you know these two right here to mm-hmm. lift me up through that time and show me yeah. you know a way a guide a path but people need to realize that also there's that that mental health like mm-hmm. inner the internal mm-hmm. thing yeah mm-hmm. you know that's gonna hit you yeah well. it's like hard to talk about to other people it's yep. like you yeah. can't even put it into words mm-hmm. that feeling but we trust me I've been there Sharon's been there and <laughs> man I had it mine was I mean it wasn't that you guys you have it a lot more it's a lot different than what I can remember but mine was you know getting pregnant young mm-hmm. um, I won't go into a whole lot of detail yet but um you know raising a child mm-hmm. I went through some things um domestic stuff and like so my trans and at that same time my mom and dad were splitting up mm-hmm. um it was it was crazy because what i what i remember is home was no longer like home mm-hmm. you know mom and dad it wasn't it everything was just it was different yeah so and then i enter into a relationship and you know a lot happens it doesn't make it any better mm-hmm. so all that is within my early 20s and at the same time, I'm still trying to do school and work mm. to pay bills because I really didn't have, I di- didn't really feel really comfortable anywhere. Mm. So, and it was because what I just knew of life and everyday life and family, like it just, it was like from there and then it wasn't there. Mm. And so, yeah, I understand those, those deep, those deep, dark, moments I remember like just holding Shree I remember rocking in my on my couch crying with her she's crying Mm -hmm. and I'm crying right along with her like (laughs) 
<laughs> like you can't say anything. That's all. That's all that comes out your mouth yeah. is. <laughs> like I know I have to keep it together because of this child here. <laughs> but man, if she wasn't there, I don't know where I would be. I, I swear. think that I think that the tw- with those early twenties or even when you talk, I say even starting at the age of eighteen, like when you transition into adulthood, and I use that term loosely. You that's where you have like that mental. It's like you can be taught so much about adulting, how to write a check, how to pay a bill, how to go pay, mm-hmm. you know, get a car, how to get mm-hmm. a loan, different things like that. You're taught that, but nobody can teach you for the mental health Part aspect that Man. Cheyenne touched on, like when everything hits you at once, nobody can teach you how to handle that. It's kind of, it's like a trial and error type of deal. Like you have to experience it mm-hmm. and figure out a way for yourself to navigate out of that hole. Yes, that's And that's what I think the early 20 phase is the most crucial. It is. Yeah. The most crucial in your are, adulthood. Like yeah. it makes or breaks what the next 10 years is going to be like. Yeah, yeah. The next five years is going to be like. I, I guarantee you, like, I was in a car accident in 2012. I think Sharon knows. I don't think, I don't know if you two know. I was in a really bad car accident. Never forget. I was on, I was in the army at the time. So I was on my way to my unit and I had dropped my phone because I was using it as a GPS. It was my first time getting on the highway by myself. And I was 19. And I dropped my phone and I'm like trying to steer and reach down to get it and I lose control over my will. I flipped over oncoming traffic on the highway. Thankfully, no one hit me, but I landed in a tree, like my car head first in a tree. And it was an off-duty firefighter and a nurse. Her name was Angel. Never forget. Interesting. And I know. (laughs) They were they were the ones that rescued me. And um, you know when I got out, you know they had to pry the door open to get Mm -hmm. me out. bloody like i don't remember this part this is what you know they told me and um they said i just kept saying call my mom call my mom call my mom and i don't think that's something that was ever taught i don't think my mom ever taught me like if well you know i take that back my mom has always taught me in a case of an emergency you always you know call for me Mm -hmm. you know memorize numbers and stuff but like me like i'm hurt i've been in a tragic accident the first instinct, even as an adult, is call my mom. Like, mm-hmm. and that's all I'm telling them to do is call my mom. And it's like, because I know even though I'm an adult, my mom can, has, the one she's been there for me, raised me up to be this person, she will be able to calm me down or help me through this, to figure out what to do. It would be no different if I got pulled over and arrested, which I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I did. <laughs> And I, I called my mom, and I was earlier, and I was later on in my 20s, but I said that to say, like, that, a part of that is kind of like muscle memory, and your mental is ingrained mm-hmm. that when you are in, you experience a traumatic situation, or you're in a state where you can't help yourself, the mm-hmm. first instinct is to call your mom, and that is because our mo- mother has endured everything we've gone through plus more and so we look at our we we tend to look at our mothers that you know we that raised us it as this superhero complex and that 
Not they know, that they're they know it all. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like not, they're not God, but God uses them with <laughs> not sharing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could see this. Well, it took me a while. It took me a while to know that she was a normal person. Okay? <laughs> Listen, check out my article. Of... My mom is a super mom. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. yes, it's on, in the newspaper, State yeah, General Register. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's generally what it is. It's like that that part. But you want to know something though? Yeah, it's something that as you're sitting here saying this, and I'm thinking because mental health is a huge, it, it's vast. Yeah, I'm thinking as you're explaining this. Guess what? How do you think of the people that don't have, that don't have a person to call out to? Mm-hmm. Like, when they're in those needs, they don't have anybody to no call out to. No support system. And that's the ones that we have to reach yeah, and find are. to say we are here. I will be your support system. Yep. Because you're loved, you're cared for, you're you're amazing. And that those are generally the people that suffer from depression that can't pull themselves out of Correct. out of yeah. that. Yep. If you think about it, I mean a lot of the deaths that we hear about that are self inflicted, you know, by suicide, they had either alienated themselves from their support system in a way. Mm-hmm. Um or didn't and it typically takes days for family members or friends or uh, associates to even find out that you know they've passed Mm -hmm. and that's because they've alienated themselves because they've been so far down in depression that nobody's been able to get them up and at some at some time you know people start to get tired of constantly trying to lift a person up and they're not you Mm -hmm. know they're just giving you dead weight back so those are typically those are typically the ones that succumb to uh to suicide and those are we're not a we're not alienating any types of forms of depression or suicide but we really want to focus on like you said the ones with no support systems those are really the ones we're trying to reach and let you know we are your support system Mm -hmm. you know you have our information. You can send an email every day. I'll yes. answer it. Yep. <laughs> and email every day. Uh, soon we'll have a phone that you guys can call for a hotline where we can help you guys kind of get through things. Get through things. Mm-hmm. Direct you to a counselor mm-hmm. or you know that's that's generally what this podcast is about. It's not just discussing mental health, but it's finding a solution. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, a way finding to cope. outlets. Cope. Coping. Yeah. Yep. But Sheree, I know you you know, you've gone through some depression before and Yeah. Um I I have been diagnosed with depression and anxiety. Um mm-hmm. it started mainly around like my junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And that's like I guess one of that's like the first transition in life is around mm-hmm. when you turn yep. but I was a little late. I'm a little baby. So when I was a yeah. junior I turned sixteen. But it's yeah. around when people turn sixteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so, that means you 
So, like, yes, that's, that's when you first thing. get your car, you're becoming more... Now, at this point, you are independent. Like, in, like, your, head, <laughs> in your head, like, I know... Well, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I was like, I got a car, I can go anywhere. <laughs> I can go anywhere. Mom, mom's gonna be like, where are you at? I'm gonna be like, in Paris. What about you? Like, okay. that's, how, that's how you feel. I am getting McDonald's at 10 o'clock. Like, that's how you feel. And so, I did that, but then mom's like, okay, well... You're not. Like, you're not. Into, you're not. You're not. And I'm like, but I am. So she's like, all right, I'm going to let you see for yourself. Well, it turned out I wasn't. <laughs> it turned out I was not. And literally, I got slapped so hard with depression. It literally, I went from being like, I was very good on my grades. Straight A's, sometimes a B. If, I, if it was like, if I was really struggling, I, I never got a C. But if I did on something, then mom knows, okay, mm-hmm. sure, you either didn't do this too well, you didn't study too or well, or it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> One or the other. If she got a C, it was hard. You did good, girl. High yeah. five. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I was very good on my grades. Well, around junior year, when all this happened, um, I not only was I just joining a POMS team, mm-hmm. I was in a new relationship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and... I was more of heartbroken because this was around the time that I was um, just getting out of my first one, my first ever relationship, and Mm -hmm. it didn't go too well. And so I was just kind of destroyed over that, too. So I'm in a new relationship. I just got a car. I'm on a POMS team. I'm I'm just a junior in high school. I'm an upperclassman. And all of a sudden, like, things go haywire. And when things go haywire, it took a tumble, and it tumbled hard. And then I hit depression, and it just literally stumbled. I went from straight A's to all of a sudden getting D's and C's Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. F's. And I'm sitting here crying because I don't know what is wrong with me. But then Mm -hmm. finally, my mom, thankful that she has also been through it, and she's like, you're depressed. Let's (laughs) go to the doctor. (laughs) So was it, like, just those two things that... Like, let you know that you were depressed? Or I started saying, actually, like, that's another thing. Parents, be in tune with your kids. Yeah. Because the way I started noticing, her room will be more dirty. I, you know, she won't clean up as much. Mm-hmm. Um, she won't be as talkative. Um, when I started noticing it, I was even reaching out to the teachers. Yeah. Hey, you know, I emailed the teachers. Hey, can you let me know if you see if Sheree's acting a little different? I've, you know, been noticing she's kind of... You know, things are a little bit different. So, and, like, I didn't really know what it was. So, I'm just thinking that she I'm just really sad and my life mm-hmm. sucks right now. Yeah, that's a nice truth. Like, you know she, she used to say yeah. it, too. She used to be like, I just feel like my life just sucks. And I'll be like, what do you mean? Yeah, you well, have I'm everything. Like, you're yeah. literally going to have everything. Oh and I'm like, I, I just... My life just sucks. And in my head, I'm like, it sucks. I don't know why I'm here. And this, this, and this. And, and then so in my, in my head, my like, life is just yeah. absolutely going that's terrible. That, that's but like then that it clicked. Mean. Yeah, that's yeah. like that mean those, uh, that's the going around as parents to be like, when a kid's like, I'm stressed, and they be like, what you stressed about? Like, <laughs> right. you don't pay yeah. no bills. You don't right. Blah, 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 but no. it goes to show that it, it's more than just like, the physical of what's going yeah, on, of material yeah. things. It could be situations, feelings that they have, and they don't know what these feelings are or how to navigate through them because these are things that can't be taught. These mm-hmm. are things that they have to experience and then be vocal about, and then that's where that those parental figures typically come in to help guide you through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, like, not only that, I know back when we were first talking, we were mm-hmm. saying how... You have, you know, you'll have your first moment when around 18, but once you hit 20 is when it gets different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times you get smacked with it in the face because a lot of people aren't prepared or when they mm-hmm. are prepared. But, like, um, 
for me, when I did, like, I went through this whole tragic thing. So, at 16, yeah. 17, <laughs> like, now I know what's going on with me, and I'm prepared. Like, I had yeah. a mom who was prepared, who who prepared me, but she was also very nurturing. And that's a good thing. That's very good. Mm-hmm. And so then, when I get older, I have this in my head because I'm prepared, yeah. but yet it still hit me in my <laughs> face. <laughs> but, like, it literally, like... It will, in this time, not only, since I now know what it is, it isn't the fact of, oh, I don't know what it is, and I'm getting smacked with it, and so it's adding on to it. Mm-hmm. Now it's, I'm getting smacked by life, and I have to deal with this. Because like, <laughs> it's a part of life. And I will, and it, you start to see how much it intertwines with everyday life, and okay. like, no, it no longer becomes separated. Mm-hmm. So like, as much as you know you have it, you, mm-hmm. like, as much as I know I have depression, I still don't think I do sometimes. Like, I don't... Right. It's not like, a, oh, Shree, you have depression. This is why you're thinking this way. Like, it, a lot of the times, I'm just like, my life just sucks right now. I'm crying. I don't know. I'm just sad. I'm just sad. I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, then mm-hmm. when I start thinking, you know, I move past my little, my, my moments and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, Shree, we got to think. This, yeah. is, this is just depression. Yeah. Um, I went through it also when I transitioned into college. That was mm-hmm. really bad. Ten times worse. And then I was put on... I tried to get on different oh, medicine. Man. Ooh, I didn't like that. that they doc- completely mm-hmm. gave me a wrong medicine, so it messed up my head completely, and I started getting suicidal thoughts. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's when I went never forget that. into freshman year of college. And mm-hmm. it was, like, terrible because I've always been next to my mom. I've always had someone there with me. So for me to go off to college i'm now alone i'm in a different city mm-hmm. i think i'm independent but i don't have anything mm-hmm. and then literally i'm on this this pill that's just making everything 10 times worse and at this mm-hmm. point i'm just like do i really want to be here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay we i know i've been there i've yeah. i've been there before so many times even you know especially around the time my grandma passed i've been there i've been there it's like it's it was hard to talk about having those like having those feelings with with family because you know from their point of view it was like being selfish Mm -hmm. and where suicide is selfish there's still an aspect to that that people don't understand. Like, when you are contemplating suicide, you're hurt. You're hurting. And you've not been able to find a way to fix that hurt. Mm-hmm. Because no person, in my opinion, wants to stay <coughs> depressed forever. Who wants to? Who it's wants not to? an act. And, and, <laughs> and I want to give a definition for depression, too. For those that don't know or for some that have her different definitions. Depression is feelings of severe despondency and dejection. And it's also a long and severe recession in an economy or a market. (laughs) So the form of depression that we're talking about is the first definition. Feelings of severe despondency and dejection. Severe despondency. That is, like, everything that comes to try to make you feel better, you're re- you, you just can't mm-hmm. respond to it. You're Not positively, it's just 
making you feel worse. Rejection, we all know what rejection is. It's not getting what we want. Mm-hmm. And that is to be out of this this feeling, this mood, this time frame. So t- depression can last for <coughs> an hour. Yeah. It can last for a day, mm-hmm. a week, a month, a year. Like depression is different with everybody. There's no set time frame that a person is required to come out of a depression or there's none of that. Like it's different for everybody, it's situational. And I'm glad there's that we're putting times. this out there because yeah. I've actually came across multiple people who actually don't believe in depression. Mm-hmm. And they Man. they will literally be like, It's all in your head and I was which is true. I, it is all in my head because yes. it's a chemical imbalance. Yes, yes. yes. it is in my head. Like, <laughs> so I'm happy I, she said that. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. You just want me to. They'll just be like, okay, we'll just stop. And I'm like, I, oh, I just, uh, okay, like, okay. <laughs> you just made it worse by like, saying that. You know the TikTok where they were like dancing and it's like someone just telling me to stop when I'm anxious and it's like, yes, yeah, I, I don't know how to stop. stop. Yeah, like I just, I just don't. Like, okay, let me just stop. Like, exactly. I just feel better just now. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah. That, and yeah. it's it's very important to know that this is actually, like, it's true. It is a chemical imbalance in the head. And then, for me, what makes it ten, like, not, it's not ten times worse, but just adds on top of it is the anxiety. So, I'm always <laughs> worried. I, I, oh, literally, I have general anxiety. Man. I worry about everything. I overthink constantly. Mm-hmm. So, then I'll go into overthinking about something. Yeah. And I've already started worrying. And I'm like, okay, but what is this? Then this. And then this. Yeah. And then adds on, adds on, adds on. And now, I'm sitting here sad. Because I went on this whole rampage. Yeah. And got so anxious. And all I can do is just be sad now. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I'll get to that. Like, let's say I just formed a whole like a whole scenario because i'm supposed to hang out with someone and i'm Mm -hmm. in my head i've just gotten so anxious that i planned out everything so then now i go to do it and if something is off or Mm -hmm. even just me going into it i'm going to be sad or i'm going to have some type of emotion because it's just i've 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 took myself that far when i didn't i didn't have to right little wayne just did a uh interview on youtube and i i'll have to research what the official name is of the interview or the interviewee, interviewer. Um, but he said, he opened up about his, you know, his bouts of depression and suicide. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, opened up and he talked about how when he was a child, he was a child. So not even an adult, not even 18 to 20, early 20s, like he was a child. And he felt depressed. He felt depression. He didn't know what it was at the time. He didn't know the name, but he know what it felt like. And I believe he said he took a gun and he shot himself. And his neighbor or somebody came and they found him. Um, But he opened up about as a child having that type of depression. And he said that they asked him, they was like, if there's one piece of advice that you could give anybody, somebody that deals with depression or somebody who knows somebody that's dealing with depression or a loved one's dealing with it, he was like, if somebody is telling you that they're depressed, believe them. Maybe. Because that is their cry for help. It's not about seeking attention 
in a oh I just want everything to be about me way it's a I have tried to take get myself out of this and I can't Mm -hmm. I need help something's wrong wrong. help me Mm -hmm. and when he said that I, I never I was actually watching it with you know my ex at the time my exes at the time. <laughs> that's Wait, a, that's another episode. That's another episode. That's another episode. Continue. Um, <laughs> but I was watching it with them because I had opened up and said, you know, about my mental health. Um, and like you said, some people don't believe in depression. He was one of those. Mm-hmm. Like he did not believe in it. Like you know, and he had his own personal experiences that he grew up that caused him to believe that way. But it took for him, me to be open to him about what I deal with. And for us to watch that episode together, mm-hmm. he he looked at it differently. You know, and no, we didn't, you know, end on the best of terms. But one thing I can say is I left that relationship and my imprint was... Helping him to have a better understanding of of mental health. Yes, and of himself, but of Mm -hmm. mental health, period. Like, mental health is more than just bipolar disorder and um, what us, uh, um, depression, anxiety, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's more than just... It's understanding just even your mind and how your mind works. Exactly. Like you said, it doesn't have to be bipolar. Mental health, when we say mental health, it's not it's almost like you know your your um maybe like your gut health or yeah. your you know you want to give it stuff to make it process better mm-hmm. okay well your mind mental health sometimes is getting away by yourself sitting at a park um listening to music um that's taking care of your yeah. mental mind it's your mental state yep. mm-hmm. um when you deal with certain stuff when you begin to recognize how you are um that's one thing I want to talk about mental health 101 Mm -hmm. recognizing how you respond to stuff recognizing how you how your how your emotions respond to stuff recognizing if somebody's continuously telling you the same thing or you have a thousand people constantly saying the same thing about you take that mental note take it into consideration and realize okay I need to do self-reflection I need to figure out once you take the time and push and stop worrying about everybody else and focus on your own self, your own mind and realize how you handle things, what's your triggers, you know, this stuff right here drives Mm -hmm. me crazy. Stay away from that stuff. Or if this does like, well, stay away from that. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you, that's how you can help lower your anxiety Mm -hmm. yourself, a mental health way, not necessarily with just medicine, but just taking the time out and just loving self. Yeah. And then also understanding, too, that depression doesn't just affect you. It Mm. affects the ones around you. Because your actions towards them will change Mm -hmm. when you're in depression. And if they're ignorant to, you know, the nature of what's going on, then they don't know how to respond and a per when a person feels attacked their their instinct their natural instinct is to go into defense mode yep, yep. so you know and there comes miscommunication and so mm-hmm. forth but understand that i feel like one way to help get yourself out of depression is that this doesn't just affect me this affects my children this mm-hmm. affects 
my boyfriend, my girlfriend, mm-hmm. my mother, my father, my sisters, my brother. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This affects the ones around me. So let me try to bring myself out. And that's it's all about trying, you know, because there there's people that they'll get in depression and they just they don't have the energy, the motivation to get they themselves out. They don't have the support. Out. Somebody checking have, up on yeah. them and getting on their nerves. Hey, come on. Get yeah. up. Hey, a good thing. Yeah, consistency. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure if I didn't have who I had to help, that it would have just been terrible. It right. would have been terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. know that it's, 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 it's affected, uh, there's, like, you know, last, earlier this week, I found out that my coworker's significant other <coughs> committed suicide. <coughs> and she found her. And that affected my team. Like, everybody was affected the same way. Everybody was. And, well, differently. But everybody was saddened because it was like, one, you know, it was unexpected. And two, it was just, it was, it was so close to home. Mm -hmm. And like when I got the news, like my heart broke, my heart broke, like my heart really broke to even know, especially because this is something that I talk about, something that I preach about, this is something that I'm passionate about. And my heart broke for her because it's like, she's the one that has to like live with the thought of. I found her like that, mm. and she left me. Mm. So now she's dealing with feelings of, she's dealing with a lot of emotions I was about right to now. Regret. She probably, if you got to think about all the things that she's probably like, man, I should have listened to, I should have done this, I should have, I should have, I should have. Yeah. Type stuff. And like, I've checked on her, and it's just, it, it's breaking my heart to see her like that. But it it, it, it goes back to show like, when you're depressed, it causes you to react in ways that not only harms you, but it harms your loved ones. And then your loved ones are left to deal with the aftermath. And it's a really sensitive topic. Like, mm-hmm. suicide is a really sensitive topic. But that's why we created this platform to talk about all sensitive topics. Mental health is a sensitive topic. People don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about it because a, it's always crazy. Yes, they they don't want to be labeled, you know, a certain way. They don't want to have. No, counselors are good. Counselors are good. It doesn't mean you're crazy. See a counselor. And 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 even, I um, internalizing or even identifying with a specific mental health disorder. That does not make you um, crazy. It doesn't make you weird. It doesn't make you like an alien. Like it doesn't make. It's okay mm-hmm. to identify. There's something wrong with everybody. No, I was. I you to took words right out of my mouth. There is something wrong with oh, everybody. Yeah, we too. all are flawed. Yeah, and not just physically. There's mm-hmm. no perfect looking person on this there's earth. No perfect there's no person. such thing as perfect because there's. What can we compare perfect to? Correct. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we are all flawed. Mm-hmm. And 
What makes you flawed is what makes you different. What makes you you? I want to be different. I don't want to look like the next (laughs) person. I don't want to talk like like the same. I don't want to act. I like being me. I like standing out. I like when people can walk away from me and learn something or or have a good impression. Like, she's super funny. She's cool. I've never met a person Mm -hmm. like her. Like, I need her in my life as this friend. I need her in my life as a mentor. Like, Mm-hmm. That's the impression I want to leave with people. And, but it starts with being honest with myself. Yes. Mm-hmm. And figuring out what works for me to get past what I'm dealing with. Yep. Or yep. learning yep. how yep. to live with yep. it. Yep, yep. I right literally, on. I talk to myself. Mm-hmm. I talk to myself. Like, I will sit there. I'm the first person to talk. Conversation. <laughs> yeah, full-on conversation. I will sometimes look in the mirror and cry while mm-hmm. I'm like, shriek, 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 shriek. And I go through so many different emotions. <laughs> but I will talk to myself. And also, I got, um, I have temporary in my mom's handwriting tattooed on my finger. The word temporary. Because, like I said, when, during college, when I was going through it real hard, my mom would always just be like, Shree, it's temporary. It's temporary. Like, mm-hmm. right now, this moment is temporary. Mm-hmm. It won't be forever. I so, I got it in her handwriting. Cool. So, anytime I look down, like, you know, you have your hands crossed, you're sitting there, you're mad, you look down, and I have it right there on my hand. So, I know. It's temporary. It's like, that's what goes through my, I love that's what goes that. through my head. Mm-hmm. Mama, if you listening to this, <laughs> I need you to write out temporary. <laughs> I'm getting it on my finger. <laughs> <laughs> and it helps. It really does help. No, I like that. Like, there's been times, definitely recently, with the whole change going on right now, mm-hmm. and, you know, starting to actually becoming an adult, mm-hmm. I just sit there and I'm like, oh, okay. Now, since I know what's going on, <laughs> I know how to apply it to life, now is the process of actually getting through it. Like, you can have everything you know, but it's the process of still getting through yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And so, literally, I... So many times I'll just be like, all right, sure, it's temporary. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, I'm back here and I'm like, but are you sure? Are you sure it's temporary? Like, you're going to think this tomorrow and the day after that and the day. After. And I'm like, but. So then for a second, I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but then again, I look and I'm like, it's temporary. Yeah. Okay, okay, we got it. <laughs> yes. Cheyenne, like, what do you do that kind of helps you kind of get through? The bouts of you know depression that you've experienced and well that that's actually like a really so I just want to start off by saying to explain it yeah I wasn't actually going to do the podcast mm-hmm. because yeah. in my mind I I thought it was hypocritical mm-hmm. because right now I am in you know a really dark hole mm-hmm. and it's like for like the past three days. Yesterday actually was the first day I made it out of the house and out of bed mm. in a long time. Okay, <laughs> I'm I happy you here. I swear I love her. And so this time is different. I've been suicidal for a long time in my life. Um, I've been depressed like most of my childhood. Well, I want to say like when I was like five, six, or seven, because I don't know. I can't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I was about 13 or 14, I got an eating disorder, and I got it like you can't catch an eating disorder, but that is what I used. People don't know this much about eating disorders or anything like mm-hmm. that, but it is like, it, for some and for most, it's a control thing, and it also blocks everything else off. Mm-hmm. 
So I use my eating disorder to not feel my depression, to not feel mm. everything else. Mm. It, it was a focus. It was an obsessive focus mm. so that I could keep living. It's, it's a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Wow. And um, it wasn't until about my sophomore year when I met a friend who also had one that I got, you know, started fixing the eating. Well, you can't fix but I started coping with the eating disorder, learning you know how to unfix that and that's when my depression hit mm-hmm. like that's when I could finally feel it yeah you know I couldn't focus mm-hmm. you know on my eating disorder anymore and I couldn't really do anything else you know mm-hmm. there wasn't really anything else to help me that I knew of yet mm-hmm. so it hit me and so that was for the next like two three years I was very suicidal mm-hmm. it was um, about once when I was 16 and once when I was 17 I had planned attempts and I wrote notes Mm-hmm. Um, but I had one person my you know up until that point my entire life one person and you know she was a few years older than me and so she she already went through those things you know mm-hmm. we had a lot of things similar I was blessed God sent her as mm-hmm. the best mm-hmm. angel I ever had Amen. you know she it was like every most things that I went through it you know she went through already and it hit and a lot of the, she is one of the most strongest person, Rachel Elmer. Yeah. I will shout her out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes, I want to thank my mama. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, a lot of things she went through are things after we kind of we didn't stop being friends, but it's yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of things she went through back then are things I started going through when we stopped being friends and so it's like she prepared me without mm-hmm. even knowing she Look prepared at God. me I love that <laughs> that's good yeah. cause, you know that's and that and that's a good thing when you have somebody in your corner you have a support system somebody that's familiar with mental health familiar with depression familiar with suicide whatever aspect and they're able to be that mm. that crutch that go to that every time they see you sinking they, they got their hand on you and they yep. not letting you and it's also the fact of she always comes at the craziest times mm-hmm. and checks sure up. Knows. She yes. checks up on her. Let, sure listen, okay. that's when that's in tune. Yes. She's in tune with yeah. you. When somebody's in tune with you, mm-hmm. that's what happens. It's always right, just boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was there that. like any other things that kind of helped you, you know, even yeah, having that support system? But like... Was there, like, a hobby that you had that would help you? Like, Cherie said she talks to herself in the mirror. I do, too. Okay? I do, too. I'd be like, then? I tell you, listen, I say, Sharon, yeah, it's not know. that shit, Sharon. You can clean that tomorrow. I re- Sharon. <laughs> Sharon, just walk away. You're going to be late. It's and you, I tell it's you, but just, I got to hurry up. Get, no, Sharon, yes. just go. It's you telling yourself what the consequences are. Like, that conversation with You can't go on no trips, <laughs> and it be the trips for me that bring back. Oh, you know you're not ruining LA. <laughs> I catch you when I get back, and then I forget about it. So, <laughs> so that, so conversations with yourself, well, that is completely normal. It is. 
normalize it. It needs to be normalized. Okay. Yes. It needs to be normalized. They used to say, if you talk to yourself, you're crazy. I'll tell, okay, I am. The doctor actually told <laughs> and me. And I am. The doctor was like, maybe. <laughs> and is. Okay. Hey, what they say, uh-huh. and is, and will, <laughs> and do. <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel old. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did, I did want to get into that, though. Um, mm-hmm. Well, not like the talk. That was going to come up, but mm-hmm. after that, you know. I didn't really have a coping mechanism other than working, mm-hmm. you know, because that then again, I went, it's like, you ever heard the saying, you replace one addiction with another? Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And so that's what I did. Once I got, you know, started coping with my eating disorder and decided that's what I wanted to, you know, not do anymore, mm-hmm. I started working. Mm-hmm. And I worked. Ooh, I know that. Mm-hmm. To, I, I didn't want to think about anything else. I didn't want to do anything else. You know, I went to school and I went to work because if I went home mm-hmm. and I was alone with my thoughts, that, that was just not mm-hmm. something that could have happened. Mm-hmm. Like deja vu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so serious. Like deja vu. Like that working is an addiction. Mm-hmm. Working is an addiction. When when my grandma passed, I I did not go back to work the next day, but the following day I went back to work. I went back to work. That's like when my Aunt Donetta passed. I remember I was working for my pastor, and I remember he had called because I was sending him text messages. Like, this was Christmas Eve, okay? Mm-hmm. The family is still, like, mainly at the house and stuff. I didn't even... I stopped by the house, but then I went right back to work, mm-hmm. and I sent him a message like, hey, mm-hmm. I need to get these materials. These, He's like, hold on. Come by the house. Yep. So I came out. He's like, you don't... You, you don't need to work. Okay, he's, he's you like, don't need you to know, work on Christmas. No, not on Christmas Eve. It was Christmas Eve, but then it was me because of Aunt Donetta passing. Like, I yeah. couldn't. Like, it was just, it was weird. Like, all of a sudden, I was just like, I just wanted to go straight back to work. Yeah. I found out while mm-hmm. I was at work, and I just wanted to go back to work. That is what it was for <laughs> it me. It was weird. It was That's the weirdest That's what it crap. was for me. I was picking up so much overtime because I did not want to be, like you said, at home alone with my thoughts. Like, when my, the day my grandma passed, my mom, the first thing she said to me, I, you know, she's like, where's my baby? She said, Des, I need you need to move in. I don't want you by yourself. Mm-hmm. She told me that. It's crazy because we just had this conversation where I was like, Ma, I remember you saying that. And she was right because I found out while I was at work, I didn't even have an hour left of my shift when I got the call. And I won't go into all the details because I will get emotional. But... It it was I was at work, working at Best Buy in the middle of work uh working on somebody's phone. My sister calls me. She's panicking. She's you know trying to tell me. My mom's clicked over. She's calling me on the other line. Wait, what's going on? And I I get the call and they had already sent somebody to come pick me up. Man. And the whole way there, I was with Miranda. My uh my sister. She uh. I was sitting in that car, and I was in denial because she wouldn't answer nothing for me. And I'm like, yeah, no, grandma's not. She's not. Like, I was talking to myself. And this is a form of talking to myself where I'm now entering into a phase of denial, which is I know my grandma's gone, but my mind's not accepting of it. So me talking out loud to myself, no matter what I'm saying is, I have to get these thoughts out of my head so I can piece them together. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she passed and I went back to work because I found working and just throwing myself, 
putting on a fake smile, being mm-hmm. in another, you know, area and another realm. It was like another realm for me. Like yep. I had checked out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was a whole nother world. And mm-hmm. I'm working doubles. I'm working two jobs. I was working at the mall. And I was working at Best Buy. And I'm going back and forth between both jobs. Tried to pick up a third job. Like I and mm-hmm. I, I, I was. And then on top of that, I was still in the army. So it was just like. I'm making sure I stay busy, but then I started having mental break mental breakdowns yeah, at work. From being mm-hmm. overloaded. Exactly. Yep. And I I will never forget I worked myself to to into the hospital. I have done that. I a few got times. so sick. Man. My body would I've move. done that a few times. Yeah. I it just it was so much I had worked myself to being sick. I was in the hospital, stress overload, like and my mom's like Desiree. You you can't. You have to take care of yourself. Because when you constantly throwing yourself into work, you're not really taking care of yourself. You're not watching, you know, your your um, diet. Mm-hmm. You're not working out. Because <laughs> when you ain't working, you sleep. You're getting ready <laughs> yep. for your next shit. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, having me time to think about, you know, process, meditate. You're not having none of that. So it's just like, all that happened and throwing myself into work was my coping mechanism at the time but bringing myself out of that was like that wake-up call was like my health that was like my wake-up call as far as okay I cannot ever let depression get me so down mm-hmm. to where I don't I, I'm not here physically because if I can't do anything physically and I'm confined I will really go crazy like my my mental health will mm-hmm. really deteriorate yep. Because my mind works like a million miles a minute. Like, it's constantly working. Like you said, you have, you're so creative. You have all these thoughts. Listen, it don't stop. It don't. don't I get it. We got the same problem. It don't. So, I was just telling Joseph that, like, and that's, that's where some of the issue with, not an issue, but that's where the OCD comes in at. It's like, I feel personally, the only way I can be able to, like, organize my thoughts is everything around me has to be organized Mm -hmm. and therefore i can think clearly and actually it feels like if things around me are clean or organized then i'm most at peace to where i can think clearly Mm -hmm. otherwise like i would tell him i would tire myself out mentally so freaking fast Mm -hmm. like within like i can get so super sleepy just mentally just from everything running in my head Mm -hmm. um but man that yeah, that's real. When you're talking about the, um, not to go, uh, the, with the family, with your grandma, mm-hmm. like that phone call, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, as you were saying that, that immediately, like, th- those are things that you never forget. Yeah. Like, I can literally remember that phone call from my Aunt Donette. I can remember that phone call regarding my Aunt Darlene. Mm-hmm. Um, man. Yeah, I feel you on that one. Yeah, it's it was it's something that it's the visual that I had too when I came in the house and I found her, and that's something that I was trying to once again work myself. I did mm-hmm. not want to, that would be all that I would see mm-hmm. when my mind wasn't occupied preoccupied with work. That would be the visual that I would see up until. Um, her viewing, um, and then her funeral. And it was just like, I did not want to remember my grandma like that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, to I that caused me to be super depressed. 
and like I said, you know, had a child, um, had a miscarriage, and so it's like it was sinking me further down. And so how I became became to get up out of that, it, I was actually depressed for years. Mm-hmm. I was depressed for years. <laughs> Nobody knew, mm-hmm. and I would say my mom knew. Um, but I would try to hide it so well right. to the point where I'm trying to confuse people like, oh, I'm not depressed. I'm happy. You like, were actually, you were trying to confuse yourself. I was trying to confuse myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the process of trying to confuse other people, I was actually confusing myself. I was You were trying to tell yourself to you're myself. fine. Yeah. yeah. Like. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah. You're and fine. it wasn't. Like, I was working, you know, but I would go out every weekend. I'm getting dressed up, getting my hair done, getting my nails that done. That was your cult? Yeah, I'm trying to work on my body. You know, at this point, I had gained a little weight. I thought I was thick. So, <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, I'm embracing my body. You know, I'm trying to change. Like, be a little bit more carefree. And, but it was all to keep my mind off of the trauma that I was experiencing. My grandma died in 2016. 2019 is when I finally, so three years, this was actually two and a half years later. Yes, 2019 is when I finally decided to dig myself out of that depression. Wow. I was depressed for two and a half years. And how I did that, I think I had a moment with my mom because we would have, like, the best talks. And they would just be every blue moon where it's just the open and me being open and vulnerable with her and just everything that she's never heard before, like, I'm gonna look, here it is. Here's my, here's my drama. Like, drama. Look, you look at that. We be having no. Listen. <laughs> she comes I, down and gives the whole load. And I'm like. Like, okay, gotta do laundry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna wash this. <laughs> Permanent press. <laughs> With no, like. That it would took for one of them, and I was just like, you know what? I want to get help. I went to the doctor, mm-hmm. and went to my primary doctor, and I was going to my gynecologist because my depression started to affect my physical yep. health. You know, my physical yep. health. So like, I'm dealing with uh, blood pressure, um, anxiety, really bad. Mm-hmm. But I was dealing with things that I didn't know. Like I knew I was depressed, but I didn't know at the time that it was a mental health disorder. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was. Just a sad. bad thing. Yeah, like you're just sad. Yes. You're like just this sad. is not normal. That's what I knew. I'm just sad and not happy. Mm-hmm. And you don't really put it into a term. But there is different. Like you can There's have depression levels. without it being diagnosed. When you People that, can experience depression. Yes. Like the yeah. loss of someone or, yes. you know, getting at a rough time in life. Just be like you can get to a rough point in life and be depressed. It's okay. But when it's diagnosed, yes. that's when it becomes an everyday thing. Yes. It starts to interfere with everyday life. Yes. When it's consistent and you yes. find yes. yourself not because that's your body yeah. your chemicals. You mm-hmm. know, when you have when you can naturally balance them, mm-hmm. you can go into your low and then come out of it. But when you don't have when you can't balance that you're in a low and yeah. it, you're not actually there's no reason for you to be in a low exactly. <laughs> yeah but you're just there and you don't even know why yeah yeah yep. but it took it took for me to go see my doctor he sent me to a neurologist neurologist ran so many tests so okay so everybody say one thing like one piece of advice that you would give the audience the viewers a piece of advice to help them 
get those help them get themselves out of depression or to you know get away from like suicidal thoughts um for me i would say make little notes um i would have like three little goals like not notes but i mean you can make a note but write three little goals either for the day or for a week and it doesn't have to be like actual like oh like an inspirational goal it could literally just be okay go to the park or try out that new ice cream place you've been seeing Mm -hmm. or i don't know give take 20 minutes to actually do your hair a different style i don't know something just simple little goals because then once you do it you're glad that you actually tried it Mm -hmm. but make it a goal that you've never done before or haven't done in a little bit ain't nothing like crossing Man. Yeah, and it's good. just different Definitely things. when you complete all of them for And the it day. doesn't have to face with, like, you know, it doesn't have to be a goal like, okay, do your homework at this time. Nothing that's going to stress you out. Just right. a little goal just to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Okay, five push-ups a day. <laughs> or tell yourself, I love you. <laughs> you are beautiful. Yeah, here. just well, something simple. Like that. Things that have been on your mind. Either you've been seeing a TikTok trend lately. You're like, I'm going to okay, try I'm that listen. TikTok trend. Then go try okay, it. Can, can, can I goal. say we got... The Queens of TikTok. (laughs) Mother and daughter duo. (laughs) One day we may, you know, do a TikTok live. (laughs) Listen, as we're talking TikTok, though. Yeah. Perfect. Because it just goes straight into me. That is, I love TikTok because that is my... That's what pulls me out. Okay. That's my happy place. Bubby in the back. Do it like a show B day. Listen, that is my happy place. Literally. I love like when I like if somebody <laughs> if somebody was in here, like if there was a camera in here. And they caught this. and they caught me in like <laughs> I'm off of the TikTok I'm like I mean, even like, <laughs> wait. This is this is y'all gonna go on a listen, show? Like, even oh, when TikTok is, even when nothing is playing, but there's a song on, and I'm in the bathroom. I'm like, uh, <laughs> period. <laughs> she popping in. <laughs> like, ooh, oh, yeah, I'm hitting. It. Like, oh, this any song. Listen, I'm hitting. Yeah, it. Okay, but then I really be geek though. I really be happy I when I leave that. out the bathroom. I'm like. <laughs> I just, when I did the dance, it was cute. I'm just listen. That is my little. It's a way that I can just be me and throw it out there and then find people that just love it (laughs) the support people who are actually for you it's an actual for you page (laughs) people the support Mm -hmm. I I got more support from TikTok when I was in the hospital than I even got it just you know like oh i know they were checking up on me and everything (laughs) you okay tiktok user number three like user number three two nine eight four six two eight nine we're praying for you can't wait to see more tiktok yes yes they put the praying hands I mean, I mean, they, and I'll be shocked because they were like, one will even be like, hold on, aren't you supposed to be resting? Ooh. Ooh. It's the accountability for me. Yes. Okay. You've been out the hospital it's this like many days. Do I need to find see? you and make you sit down? Did y'all see that? Well, you don't even Minaj. know me. But yes, I'm going to sit down. I am. Did y'all see that Nicki Minaj live where she had that guy on there? Um, and she was like, if you was my assistant, like, what would you do? He was like, first of all, you would be at the studio on time. <laughs> because, 
he she was like oh he was like yes because you need to make music where is the music <laughs> i oh. was weak but accountability like yes. that i get that <laughs> i like that i was yeah. like i love right, that bet. so that that's my thing that's my personal thing um, and it's not just to, if I'm not telling you to go get you a TikTok page. I mean, if you want to go right ahead, I'll follow you. Follow me. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> and so finding something page. that just, that brings you just your little joy. Yeah. If you can find something and then just, you know, it, it, find that happy place, mm-hmm. you know, okay. spend time with that happy place and then don't feel bad if you have to tell people no because you want to sit in your happy place okay. mm-hmm. all by yourself. <laughs> I, I know I don't have anything to do all day. That don't mean I have that. That, that don't mean I got to do something. No, I'm okay. not doing anything today. Period. At all. And stick to that. I'm in my happy place. Football. <laughs> Football. Okay. <laughs> Nachos. Okay. Like no, look, I'll get home and I'll be so geeked and ready to get in bed. Like, <laughs> the game's on. Yeah. Your husband be like, your husband be like, what in the world? <laughs> like, shh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, listen. Oh, yeah. My happy play all by myself and it's quiet as heck. I Nobody's talking and it's just the game playing and I'm over here with a big smile. <laughs> so or you binge say, watching Netflix or something. So you would say either. Dance on TikTok yep. or dance or find a happy place. Okay. Yeah. Let me see you twerk. Let me see. Oh, oh, whole thing. Twerk. <laughs> okay, I do a little twerk in that. You know. That came out out loud. That was supposed to be in my head. Twerking is okay. I I promote. We twerking. never said TikTok was G rated. Okay. No. <laughs> but we I'm just saying, that. my 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 nieces. I got a seven year old niece, Harmony. She be telling me about TikTok. Yeah, this is on TikTok. I'm like, what you know about TikTok? <laughs> she was like, you don't have TikTok? I'm like, no. I'm like, oh. This is the last time she was here. I'm like, no, she's just trying to make me feel good about TikTok. about TikTok. They're but you got kids. TikTok now, don't you? I mean, I scroll. <laughs> I scroll. I, and no, we're going to leave it at that. I've seen a, mm-hmm. a busted challenge. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> What is one piece of advice that you would like to give the audience? Mm. That's it's actually something Sheree said to me one time. Ooh, okay. okay. Because I also recognize that for the past few months I've been in a place mm-hmm. where it might be hard to believe, but nothing has brought me happiness really. Okay. Mm-hmm. I could be with I mean, Sheree could see it on me. Like I could be hanging out with Sheree and I'm just not it's there. like I'm not a person. It's mm-hmm. I'm not there. I don't laugh like I used to. We don't. I can see that she sees it on me, and it makes me feel difficult, you know, because I'm like, I want to be there. I want to be happy. And I'm just happy. like, do 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 Shy's here. Like, Shy's <laughs> here. Me too. I'm all excited. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And, like, I understand that there's times where people, even, you know, any of the smallest, like, lovely things can seem mm-hmm. like the worst, ugliest of things for a long period of time. But there are always moments, and it's something Shree said to me that really stuck with me. Because it's like, sometimes you have to relearn things, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And I knew it before, but it's like, this time was completely different. Mm-hmm. She told me, she was like, she lives, when she's in a bad place, she lives for the small moments. When she's driving down the road, and it's like, 
there's not they're not a thing in her head but but joy from the music you know she's loving the music it's her favorite song playing the windows are down you know the the sky is beautiful those mm -hmm. tiniest moments no matter if it lasts two seconds five seconds you hold on to that yeah I, I like that and so that like really that. stuck with me for a long time. I like that you covered that one like, <laughs> that was nice <laughs> Because it's true. It's it very is. True. No, it is true. If you like, think about it, you just think it, back to those true. tiny moments where you're just alone. You're sitting there. You're probably partying. The song's going. You're in the shower. You're having a whole full Listen, concert. And you and tend to like, forget about minutes. those moments. And Definitely, I'm, when stuff man. is going crazy, you tend to forget about it. And so you just gotta, you gotta like when you're sitting there, and all of a sudden you just come across a moment where you just realize you just jammed out Here. to a whole ten minute session. And you're like, I just had a moment. When I'm in <laughs> like, the car. Something. On the highway. Listen. By myself. I become you a can't singer. Tell, okay. <laughs> I the best I dance <laughs> in my head. I didn't put on, I didn't have a whole concert. <laughs> I'm a, like. <laughs> but you know who I really love listening to? Biggie Smalls and Tupac on the highway. I, it just takes you to a whole nother element. Ludacris. Oh, yeah. Move. Get, Get out, out the way. way. That Listen, song on the highway. Road rage. That song on the highway. <laughs> I promise. Till you get no, to you. I, I snuck up on a cop. I snuck up on a cop talking about move. Oh, crap. Slow down. Like, gonna. Wait. Gonna okay. Right now. Gonna just makes you sit down. Don't let a song play <laughs> that give you some direction to do. <laughs> I'm swerving. The foot just I'm got swerving. a little heavier. <laughs> I'm going, I put it in drive. I'll be, oh, what do you say? Um, Khalid, what's that song? On the way? Y'all ain't heard that? Khalid with Slack. I, I probably it heard it. It's black. It's black. <laughs> Wait, what does he say? Slack. Hi, my name is, is Black, uh, but sometimes some people, people call me Six, six Black. Black. <laughs> I was saying Slack. I don't know if he's trying to like a little S. I don't know what the six for. Um, but yes, like that song, he he be talking about uh, he he putting it in drive. You know, he on the highway going whatever. I be oh swerving. They be like, cars be honking. I be like, I'm a race car driver right now. I'm in the fast. No, of course we do not condone. or you're having suicidal thoughts I would think about um, how it would affect someone you love mm -hmm. imagine and it's like not to get super serious or anything but it's just like think about how would it affect your daughter your son your mother like think about the heartache that they would have with you not being there and so that prompts me to say, ask for help. Like, that would be, you know, the number one thing for me is find you somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. Find you an accountability partner. Like, mm -hmm. I have an accountability partner for my mental health. I ask them, mm -hmm. will you be my accountability partner? Means we check in with each other weekly. So um, we see where each other's mental health state is, you know what can I do to help you out or even just being a resource like I'll randomly text them just during the week like this is how I feel about this and it's just kind of like or can you talk I know Sharon I'm constantly calling you like girl 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotta call you. <laughs> no man, I'm like, what's up, Desi? <laughs> okay, but it helps to talk about that. Like, mm-hmm. I talking is a really good way to get yourself out of it because mm-hmm. having mental health also it's like you develop thoughts in your head, thoughts and scenarios that aren't true. Like you create your mm-hmm. own version of things. That's what depression is. You create your own version of something, and it's something totally different. So it's like, ask for help and and talk about your feelings. Find you somebody that's non-judgmental. And if you're listening to this, become that non-judgmental mm-hmm. person for, for somebody that you know is suffering from mental health. Mm-hmm. Suffer from depression or anxiety or bipolar disorder. Like, any of those. Like, anything. Open up. But more specifically with depression and suicide, become that person. Understand that, like you said, Sheree, it's an un- it's a chemical imbalance. Mm-hmm. That is something that a person cannot control when they their can. mood goes down. And a lot of the times, like, sometimes they're not going to want to talk about it. And that's mm-hmm. okay. That's fine. Not yeah. all the time do they have to talk about it. Even if it's just you. Just need to be held. Yeah. Or talk to, just, or just listen. Just like invite either. them. Or, Don't yep. make them feel any different. Still yes. give that love. Yes. Still act the same with them yeah. but just let them know that you're there yes through your actions it doesn't even have to do words just tell them hey you want to go out for ice cream you know well, you know i don't want to go you know what i'm gonna come and get some i'm gonna go and get some and bring it back here we're just gonna watch a movie okay. oh, don't even have to talk about anything yeah. Yeah. just literally they just want somebody by them yeah mm-hmm. like that me and my mom like <laughs> we'll go like random we'll go out to eat and i'll just like randomly cry and that that like just having her presence because she'll know when I'm depressed. Like she'll be like, "Let's go, let's go out to eat. Let's get, let's do our hair. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and put your little lashes on. You know, you like your lashes." Mm-hmm. Like she's like, "Go ahead, get cute. We gonna get out." And mm-hmm. so we'll go, and then I'll sit there and I'll just start crying. And I'm like, "It's okay." I'm like, "No, because you made me get pretty to come out here. <laughs> Tell you my emotions, like." But just having her in my presence causes me to just be like a water flow yep. and just give her and it's like my mom's so strong because i've always said like mom i don't i don't know how you handle dealing with my problems <laughs> and you got three other kids and your own like I don't man care. Like, she's so exactly Jesus. she's so strong and that goes back to what i was saying earlier like those parental figures in your life that is what they are there for utilize your mom Parenting does not stop past adulthood. It sure doesn't. <laughs> I'm 28. I call my mama for everything. Mama, they pissed me off at this job. Should I quit? <laughs> or, or what? What's up? What you, what you? She's like, well, tell me what happened. I'm like, okay, this is what happened. And she's like, okay, I'm pray about it. Lunch break chronicles. <laughs> I swear. I swear. You were girl. But you, you gotta use use your parental figures though, for real. Use use your parental figures. Use your big sister, your big brother. That is what they are there for. We have older siblings, or we have parents, and we have friendships. People in our lives for a reason. They are there to help you. And people that don't deal with it, open yourself up. Allow someone to to be in your presence. And feel comfortable. Become a confidant Mm -hmm. for someone. Right. Because, honestly, that's, that's gonna bring, that's gonna bring, if you're spiritual, your reward's in heaven. If you are, you know, more on the, you know, non-spiritual side, karma. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's gonna bring you good karma. It's gonna bring you 
when you are doing a good deed for someone, you're mm-hmm. rewarded. Yep. So I think that, you know, for this episode, that that's the general, you know, basis of what we wanted to cover is letting you know these are four different women. You know, mm-hmm. we're four different women, um, different people, different ages, different backgrounds, different ethnicities. Like we have all experienced depression and these and suicide and we this is the ways that we've taken to get ourselves out of that and mm-hmm. currently these are still doing still doing mm-hmm. and these are some of the you know methods that we suggest that you guys take um for you know to help you out and like we said you know you can reach out to us email us that gets checked daily mm-hmm. dm us on any of our social sites um our email designed for sharing hope at gmail.com that's it send us an email like if you're talking so if you want us to give you a call email us in your number we will call we'll pray with you we'll listen to you like this is what we're here for like mm-hmm. this is a mental health awareness podcast but we're also got resources yes 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 you got a resource you use it so please let reach out to us guys mm-hmm. we're here for you um, we thank you once again. Thank you for listening. This is this e- is even uh, a outlet for us just doing this, being able just to sit and talk and get this, mm-hmm. you know, out there. So we thank you guys. Please continue to like, share, um, tell people about us. You know, please, because we're we're just here. So we Yay. thank you. Thank we you love so you much. guys. Have a great evening. We'll be looking out or be looking out for the next episode in two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Everybody say bye. Bye. Bye.